Yeah, here we go. This feels uh, this feels creasy-esque. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I thanks. think so. Definitely. I I was gonna bring mine, but they were aviators. I was like, this defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, yeah. Someone's gotta be able to see. <clears throat> An ex-CIA operative, closer to the bottom of a bottle than the bottom of a barrel. Oh, good one. Thanks, bro. No problem. <laughs> uh, gets a job as a bodyguard of a young woman. She teaches him a new lease on life. Yet. Captured by the mob, the cartel. This uh, CIA operative has to decide what's more important. Revenge? Eh, whatever. Actually, <laughs> revenge. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> All this killing me in one thing. There it is. Man on fire. You're watching Man on Fire on this episode of Retro vs. Remake. Retro vs. Remake! Forgiveness is between them and God. That's it's right. Up to me to arrange the the meeting. You know, I started that whole thing. I was like, you know what? The setup yeah. is more important than, <laughs> than the matter. middle. Well, that doesn't matter. matter. Well, the setup is then he goes and kills everyone. Exactly. That's the rest of it. I, I lost steam after the bottom of the. It's okay. Line. Hey, that was fucking good. Was I line. liked it. That's, I dug it. It was didn't see it coming. You don't have anything written down in front of you, so <laughs> no, it's not like no. I could be like. Oh, I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. This is po poetry from the mind, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Retroverse Remake. Retroverse Remake. I'm Dan Farley. I'm Reggie Parker. And here we go. We're talking about Man on Fire, the 1987 version. And the 2005? Uh, 2004, I believe. Four? I was close, somewhere. I Super knew. close. I was sandwiching it. Uh, well, I, I just, uh, just for the audience, real quick. Man on Fire, 1987. It's an action indie film directed by Ellie... Chorakui? Chorakwa? Chorakwa? Jamiroquai? Fucking Jamiroquai made this movie? <laughs> great. Virtual insanity! Let's see, uh, not to be <laughs> the music was composed by John Scott, but uh, starring Scott Glenn, Joe Pesci, Hell yeah. Jade Molly, Brooke Adams, Jonathan Price, Danny Aiello, which Danny I really love, and uh, Laura Morante. That's, that's enough, yeah. people. <laughs> yes. Screenplay by uh, L.A. Chiriquai. So the director, screenwriter, yes. combo. Yes. Man on Fire, 2004. Directed by Tony Scott. Music by Harry Gregson Williams and Lisa Gerard. Screenplay by Brian Helgeland. Starring Denzel Washington, Dakota Fanning, Christopher Walken, Robert Mitchell, Mark Anthony. <laughs> that is Mark Anthony. <laughs> it sure was. Mickey Rourke. And Rachel Ticotin, wherever you are. There she is. And that's uh Yes. That's uh That's the two thousand four version. Mm -hmm. That was great. So what was what were your first impressions of this movie? Thank you. No that's problem. Right yes. First experience with the films, um I've never seen the uh, eighty seven film, as you guys may remember from our last episode. These are also all based on a book, by the way, Man on Fire. That's a great point. Yes. These these films are both based on the popular um, novel of the same name, Man on Fire, by A.J. Quinnell, 
Um, this character from a Man on Fire yes. was so popular, he did like several films. Yeah, he does. Creasy is. Several books on this, uh, yeah. this film. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes totally sense. makes like, sense. It's a, it's a fun character. Yes. And a lot of... Although I will say, spoiler alert everybody, there's no sequels to these movies. Because no. it doesn't work out. No. Um, oh. Oh, wow. I guess, yes. Right. We'll get into that. We'll get whatever, that. whatever. Yeah, no, first experience of uh, 2004's Man on Fire... Like, um, probably the rest of the damn country, when that came out, like, it, I don't know, that felt like an event. Oh, yeah. Like, well, go ahead, yes. oh, yeah. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> but, um, 2004, so at this point, I'm basically, like, uh, junior in high school. Um, so, yeah, High Schoolers, Revenge Flicks, starring Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah, that shit was hidden, bro. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I remember that, but, uh, like we talked about in the last episode on The Bird Occasion, if you haven't seen it, watch that shit. Yes. Um, the 87 film, I wasn't even really, uh, wasn't even aware that it existed. Yeah. Would have completely slipped my mind. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's why I'm here, man. I, I, was, I was a teenager, and there was a lot of guns, so that no, was my first experience. That's true. I, well, I must say that my first experience was, I, so I knew of the movie. Mm -hmm. I saw it, was, I didn't see it in the movie theater. But I knew of it. This is like the post. Also, at this point in my life, I was like a uh, sophomore in college yeah, and considered most of my life to be partying instead yeah. of like, you know, doing things. So, I don't know. Like, when that came out, I it kind of flew under the radar for me. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. Um, like, I thought, it's okay. Like, like I, I know what it is. I'm not going to go see it. Whatever. And then I was in... Above, uh, on Somerset Street okay. in New Brunswick, New Jersey, there used to be my friend, my friend Frederick Hahn. Ah, Fred Hahn. Fred Hahn. Uh, friend of the show. Man of the people. He, we were, we were uh, smoking weed out of my bong, which was named, uh, which was named Nino Brown, nice. by the way. And we were smoking out of it and watching. He was like, I got man on fire. And I was like, let's watch it. And we watched it. And Fred also had a window that was a fake window that led to nothing, mm. into an empty room. I digress. So we were watching Man on Fire, and I, from the word go, I was like, what is this? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. and then it just progressed into, holy shit, this movie is amazing. Yeah. It really blew me the fuck away, and I will say, I'm saying, stating this right now, and this is a bold statement. Okay. This is the best Denzel Washington movie ever. That's a this bold is, I know. And I take thing. into account Training Day, I take into account right. Glory, yeah, Malcolm X, fucking anything. Any movie. Virtuosity. I don't care. I would say this is my this is by far my favorite Denzel okay. movie. And I think he's actually the best in this movie. I can go there with you because this is contextually the culmination of the career to this book. Yes. And like distilled into like the purest form of yes. Denzel. You could take Correct. It's, like uh, the, it's almost like the whole movie is like basically saying, oh, don't forget about me, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, that's the whole movie, and that's what Denzel's career has been. It's like, hey, he could have won an Academy Award for Malcolm X, The Hurricane, uh, 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 everything. And then he day, wins for Training Day. Well, he wins for Training Day. Yeah, and of then, course. And you're like, okay. But everyone kind of puts him aside because there's De Niro, there's uh, Al Pacino. But then it's that movie's like, don't forget about me, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm yeah. better than everyone. No, he is. Because, like... To, to be perfectly frank, and uh, you know, we'll get into that with the synopsis and as we talk about it, this is a pretty 
paint by the numbers yes. revenge flick. Yes. But you are right. The what Denzel brings to the uh, insane. It's nuts. Insane, and especially when you compare the two movies. Mm -hmm. And for the record, the '87 movie, I was not aware that it even existed yep. until I saw like. I was think I, I wanted to watch Man on Fire, yeah. and I clicked on <laughs> on the fire stick. You have the search bar, and Man on Fire 1987 came up, and I was like, "What is this?" And then did a minimal amount of research and said, "Reggie, we should do this on Retroverse Remake because I want to talk about Man on Fire, Denzel." I've got some uh, positive things to say about both films, so I I, I can appreciate that. Um, yeah, th oh, I got positive things to say for sure, for sure. But like, I, I get what you mean. Like rewatching. Man on Fire, the 2004 film, like just this movie. It's so fucking good. It's it's good and it's it so good. only works if Denzel is good. That's oh I I will also say it only works if Denzel's good mm -hmm. and Dakota Fanning. Yeah, is good. yep, yep, yep. Dakota yep. Fanning knocks it yes. out of the fucking That's park. Very in this fair. Movie. Very fair. That's. Yeah. She, like if it's not the amount of screen time she has and the amount of chemistry that they have, if she's not as good as she is, this movie fucking both. stinks. No matter how good Denzel is. Yes. Yeah. Both both films are predicated on the fact that like you have to like the uh, the bodyguard girl combo. Yes. And I think that in a lot of ways, both films find their own way to do that, yeah. which will be discussed uh, shortly. But like yeah, so so for you. The 87 film was this podcast as well. Yes, this is the first time I watched it. That's the first foray. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit a quick synopsis so we can really just yeah let's in. go. Now we usually bullshit around here and I just want to get straight to it. All right, <clears throat> again straight off the dome because like I just inhaled these fucking movies. Yes. <laughs> like Kirk Cousins did. <laughs> hey, that's an inside joke. Uh, I don't give a fuck about that guy. So um, I'll probably cut that. Whatever. I, I probably won't. I don't care. <clears throat> Creasy, an ex-CIA agent. John Creasy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's John Creasy. I think he's John in both. That's fair. So. That's fair. I was just... I, who cares? Splitting just, the difference, just in case. Just, yeah. being, just yeah. being a dick. Fuck it. You can never... Just for, this, for the sake of continuity, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Creasy is an ex-CIA agent who's seen better days. He's currently a, uh, an alcoholic, and his skills aren't as sharp as they used to be. Desperate for uh, a new job... He takes on um, a job offered to him by his, his friend. His friend, yeah. Who is also an ex-CIA agent. And, you know, John's not thrilled initially at this job because it involves a kid. Yeah. Kid, I don't like working with kids. Yeah. Well, over time, this kid's able to, to take that gruff exterior creasy and find him a new piece of humanity and heart. It gives <clears> him a reason to live. A reason to live, a reason to be. Just when things are going uh, great in this relationship, the kid is ripped from uh, her family by kidnappers. Creasy, being the man that he is, will not take that line down. He's injured when the kid is uh, kidnapped, but recovers quickly to take his revenge. Systematically, he takes down crime families in both films, and, and ultimately everyone knows that Creasy is a man on fire and someone not to be messed with. That's true. By the end of the film, we find out whether or not this kid gets saved and whether John gets his revenge and his redemption. Yes. In uh, some ways, smarter. In some ways, dumber. Yes. <laughs> but that's 
for you to discover <laughs> on this episode of Retroverse yeah. Remake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's ultimately it. We got an ex- that's basically the same thing. CIA yeah. agent who uh, tough as shit, but definitely drunk now. Who is he drunk in uh, Man they, of they, Fire? They, they, I mean, they, they kind of allude to it, fun. but he he has just more PTSD. Yeah, I think that like and and it's you know he's you know he, he's going through it because he has a beard mm-hmm. in the '87 version. He's got so a beard you know, and circular glasses. And circular that. glasses and his hair is a little shaggier. Which oh my god, I've got a not a great beard. I don't grow facial hair too well, but I've got circular glasses, a drink, and yep. a beard. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what was Beirut like? Uh, it, was, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> what was Joe Pesci like in Beirut? Joe Pesci, by the way. <laughs> Joe Pesci. I liked him in this, by the I way. I did too. <laughs> it's so clear that he did not listen to the fucking script. No. He no. Took, he's like, yeah, I got it. Uh, let me just go. We, we're going to talk about this so hard, but like, honestly, the, the pick of Joe Pesci and Christopher Walken to be the friends... I like fine with it. Like That's fine with me both. That exactly yeah, the right tone yep. for what that character needs to do. Exactly. It, except and Joe Pesci's hair. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Wow, I've never oh. seen him with the hair like yes, that. Yes, it's so like, flowing. Yeah, it's like a goddamn horse's mane. He had a mane. Yeah, That's he was crazy. a mane, and yet he's the size of a jockey. And when the he, fucking. Yeah. When he's oh. playing, uh, we'll talk about it. When he's playing uh, guitar. <laughs> Johnny Be Good, which I would love to get a cover of Johnny Be Good. By Joe Pesci? By oh, cool. Joe, Joe Pesci. Fucking, I think that won the Grammy for greatest fucking song in the world. It was, uh... Johnny Be Good! It really should have been. But anyway, XCI agent, who now his new job is taking care of a kid. Yeah. He's reluctant at first. The kid's able to... Grows warm, on him. Yeah, grows on him. Warms his heart. They have a whole relationship. And uh, that relationship gets torn from them by criminals. And yeah. when that happens, these criminals don't know. They done fucked up. Yeah. Because John they poked Creasy, the bear. They poked the creasy bear. The creasy bear. <laughs> hey. And uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, by the, after that, we uh, we do revenge by numbers. Yes. Then systematically. Kill. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So since we're talking about it, let's jump right into it. Um, one note that I'm gonna make uh, early because whatever. Uh, Tony Scott, who's the director of the remake, yes. was originally slated to be the director Correct. of the original, but they thought he was a little too green, a little yes. too uh, new to take on such a big project. Yeah. And honestly, they should have let Tony Scott. They should have. Absolutely, they should have. And they also, they, so they tried to get uh, Sergio Leone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, to be the, the friend in the Joe Pesci role, hmm. and then again, as the Christopher Walken role, tried to get Marlon Brando. Wow. And Robert De Niro in the they were thinking Scott, De Niro, yeah, yeah, they wanted De Niro for, but they wanted him for both, both times. Really? And then Marlon Brando was the friend in both. Wow. So that's why they ended up doing the score together. By the way, that would have been sick. Yeah, that would have been for, you know what? It would have been really sick in the '87 version. Yeah, but it would have been really sick. It would have been, uh, like for the the 2004, it would have been sick. But I think it's better this way. Yeah, I think it's much better this way. Absolutely. And the only other note I'm going to make, because after this we can just dive into just characters purely. Yeah. In the 87 film, it takes place in Italy. Yes. And it's uh, like a mafia angle. That's yes. why Danny Aiello's in the fucking yes. movie. because he's clearly, you know... Italian. Italian. And, like, um, they kind of updated for 2004 instead of being Italy, which at the time still could have worked. But, like, I yeah. think uh, taking this, like, Mexican cartel yes. angle... It was more modernized. Which is actually, but it's also ripped from the headlines of that. Mm-hmm. It's actually true. Oh, sorry. It's all good. No, no, no. It's not all good. It's okay. It's okay. My bad. <laughs> but, uh. Um, Check your ass. <laughs> I gotta go. Beep, beep. But, uh, yeah, definitely ripped from headlines. And, uh, and to that point, 
they try to ground this 2004 film in realism because they say, you know, every... 90 seconds yeah, or something like that. There's a kidnapping in Mexico and... Um, yeah, I thought that, like, taking this, like, realism angle... That's so good. Too. And having, like, the journalists involved and, like, these different things. And all... Yeah. It, it just kind of elevated the... Uh, from the word go. Yeah. You know, like, like he has to do this. Like, he has to be on his, like, the game. Mm -hmm. But then you almost... It's almost like you're aware of this world and, like, that it slowly slips to the back of your head that it comes right forward Yeah, again, you know? Whereas the other one's like, hey, we're having a good time at Lake Cuomo. Yeah. yeah. When um when the original film was originally like reviewed, a lot of people said that it was like felt like a series of scenes. Yes. Like I would does. say that um, you know, we're getting there, but like this remake is a very cohesive film that like it's clean. It it's clean and it's it's um it's planned. Like they know where they want to go with the film. So yes. But anyway, like the entire point though is like when we speak about eighty seven, we're gonna be talking about Italy. Yes. When we speak about two thousand four, we're gonna be talking about Mexico. Even though the general premise still stands. Yes. Let's jump right in. Jump right into to our creases. To our creases. In the nineteen eighty seven film, Scott Glenn plays Creasy. After Saigon and Beirut, it looked like a pretty routine assignment to John Creasy. And in two thousand four, Denzel Washington plays John Creasy. Bodyguards gotta be close to people. You know I'm no good at that. Yes. The XAI agent. And it's great that Denzel kills him in Training Day. Yeah. So right. Kills Scott, Scott Glenn. Glenn. Boom! Scott Glenn. Who, like, people were kind of like, they, they were on the fence about the Scott Glenn. Yeah. Guy. I don't think he does particularly, like, a bad job. He's not I, very good. I, well, here here's the thing. I'm, like, uh, it, the early parts of the film, which, again, was part of some of the early reviews, feels like a bit of a character study. I felt that uh, Glenn was really good at having this like sensitive character, like this uh, this like Creasy that just feels like almost like depressed, and yeah, glum, and like I think he captured that really well. And I do think that like his relationship with the girl, although it kind of gave me some like Leon the professional vibes. Yeah, like, oh definitely. Like there, it was like kind of Lolita esque. Yeah, it was creepy. It was a little it fucking creepy, creepy, man. It, it was. was like, yo, they're fucking right. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they It's were. really creepy. Like, it's not... Like, at one point, the girl is jealous of yes. her own mother. Yes. Because there's, like... He, like, hugs her. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, I will say this, that, like, Scott Glenn finds a way to, like, navigate that space, because it could have been just, like, outright creepy, but he does still have, like, this sort of, like, guardian sense about him. But, like, there is nothing about Scott Glenn that reads tough. No. At any point in any the movie. point in the movie. Even with all the gunplay and stuff like that, Scott Glenn is like a sensitive guy. I will say this about Scott Glenn, is that he does look like what that guy would look like. I agree. He was, like... I agree. He's very... He's like unassuming, but like, I don't know. Like, Denzel is... He's got... There's so much more under the surface mm -hmm. of Denzel. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... Like, you could clearly tell... When Scott Glenn is acting. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's sitting there like, I'm so upset about Beirut. Like, he's yeah. thinking about it. He's, but he's they, shaking his head like, oh, and CIA, whereas Denzel is just staring out the window. You know? Yeah. It's a lot different. Yeah, like, Scott Glenn's tone throughout the film never really changes. No, not at all. He's always like, I'm here. Here I am. Hey, I, I, I got know. you this book. Yeah. 
I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. They burn my hands. Yeah. Where's the girl? Like, Scott Glenn does, I think, to a certain extent, I like more of, like, when he's really cooking, which is also what's kind of creepy about it, is when him and the girl are interacting. Like, they have yeah. like, this weirdly decent chemistry. It's it, decent to some degree, though. But it is, like, it's very much like a, like, uh, a forbidden love yeah, type like, of story. That it's like, what am I watching? Yeah, like, that, that's a question. Get her away like, from her. Yeah. And then I just want to grab, go in there and be like to her well, father, like, Sosa, so, what are you doing? <laughs> Which is, by the way, so, the same actor that plays Sosa that's in, amazing. in Scarface. You know what Asa is? You know, like... It, You're, you expect me to believe Scott Glenn was a pedophile because Sosa says he was? I mean, I would believe Scott Glenn was a pedophile in this I film, believe you, which Scott. is, speaking of acting, um, when, he's the same exact guy, by the way, in both movies. When, when uh, he's teaching a girl how to, like, run. run, after the race, that little thing they do across the, the gate, with their, yeah. like, they're kind of like, oh, across the gate with their hands, and I'm like, this is... I, yeah, it's like you guys should get used to this view. Yeah, all I'm saying <laughs> because one of these yeah. get locked up. Yeah, and it's not the little girl. Yeah, I, I think that that's a huge distraction throughout the film. That like, yes. he, like Scott Glenn is in love with the girl. Yes, and the little girl is very, very in love with him. Yes. Very in love. Like that, she does that, and then the the one scene. It's I mean we we'll get into more mm -hmm. of this stuff, but the one scene when she. He like she twists her ankle when they're having the running race, yeah. And she falls and twists her ankle because someone else tripped her, and like he's bandaging bandaging her up all sensuously, like yeah. like oh this might hurt. Then she gets all upset with him and runs away in jealousy. Yes, runs away hobbling, like it's the dumbest look. Yeah, it's the dumbest like her like ah, ah. it's so melodramatic and so like what are you doing? Yeah, and it's like I I will say this about the eighty seven film, I like. There's a way to do this and yes. make it feel like you're in control. I didn't feel like the 87 film was in control of this narrative. No. Like, I don't think that they, like, planned to make it this fucking creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. Like, it... it yeah. I, I almost thought, like, for a second, I thought that uh, the kidnappers were from Child Protective Services. I can Like, see just that. be like, we gotta get her out. I can see that. No, what? I wanna go back to my Creasy! But, like, I will say that, again, the thing that jumps out to me of Scott Glenn and his circular glasses, is that he feels... Denzel has them, too. This is true. Yeah. It's true. But he's, he, he does feel like a very sensitive guy who's clearly affected by his past, um, almost to the point of, like, paralysis. Like, yeah. he, he can't even be, like, a real human anymore. And, like, I, I don't think that the movie challenges him to put on a persona. Like, he doesn't... Like, Denzel has to take time out to be, like... All right, am I looking normal here? Yeah. Like, like he's he's on a balancing act because he needs a job and he needs to make sure that he like appears sober. Yeah, at times, um, Denzel has to do so much more than Scott. Oh, Ryan. he does so much more, and, than so, and, and he does, by the way. But by the way, there's also uh, there's a point of after like he when he, that he like shows up at the race at they in um. In the '87 version, yeah. he shows up at a running race at the school, and he's like rooting for her, like, "Come on!" It's like it almost feels completely unearned. You know what I mean? No, like, there's no yeah. like, why are you rooting for her now? Like, yeah. why are you like? Whereas Denzel 
and Dakota Fanning slowly build this thing. Yeah. That you're like, okay, 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 okay. And then you, by the time he's watching her swim, yeah. that he's, you believe that. He's like, fucking, yeah, go swim. Yeah. I think just because we, we're going to have to talk about the relationship throughout this, I'm also yes. going to just bring in the girl right now. Yes. Um, in the 1987 film, Jade Malley plays Samantha. We have Samantha Valeno. The police refusal to let you pay the ransom is unacceptable to us. Yep. Um, and Dakota Fanning plays Peter Ramos. Have you protected a lot of children before, Mr. Creasy? <laughs> Just what I think. Peter, Peter Ramos, Ramos, I think. I think. Dakota fan. I, I was thinking that too. Now, wisely in the 2004 film, they bring the age down, right? Yes. Like Dakota Fanning, nine years old, tops. Tops, yeah. Tops. Versus like uh, Samantha feels like 11 to like, not 13, but like 11, like yeah. 12 ish. 12. Like she's born around that point, like she might hit puberty, right? Yes. Which um, is awkward for everyone involved, especially Literally. us, the audience. Um, Dakota Fanning does a phenomenal job being like a little, little fucking girl. Yeah, a precocious little girl. Mm -hmm. That it's not like it's the way they do their relationship is so much more believable. Yeah, and so much more less creepy. It's it's really how that like oh, you that's how you want that to build. Right. Like it's I. Like you, I want to protect you, mm -hmm. and damn it, you're a good kid, and hey, this guy's protecting me, I like him a lot, right. and, he's, and he's watching out for me. Yeah. And it's very, and it's naturally very good. Yeah, and, and that goes back to the power of Denzel and his ability to, like, he has this persona where he's like, oh my god, like, I gotta watch this kid, what the yeah. fuck? But, like, he's a human, right? Correct. And he's a religious man, which comes out throughout the film, so, like, He's not going to be just outright a dick to a, a small child. I mean, you really couldn't. Would you say he's religious? Um, only in the sense that um, he has a lot of knowledge about the Bible. Okay, I will give you that. I, I'm not saying that, like, because given the knowledge that he has of the Bible, you would think he'd make different life choices. Yes. Well, this is what I think. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to be religious. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Because uh, he wants redemption. He wants forgiveness right. for everything he's done. Right. But I don't think he's worthy of it, and well, he doesn't actually believe it. Right. So, like, here, here's, again, another good example. Um, when we're talking about... Give me the math, Scott. When we're talking about Scott Glenn in the original film, like, he's hesitant to work with a kid because I guess he had worked with a kid in the past. And the movie literally has to show you him Holy carrying a, oh, like a dying child in his hands. I think it's dead. I think right, so, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for the, oh, yeah. yeah. But in the moment, yeah. I, I mean, even in the flashback, it's dead. Yeah, I kid. And they do the silent scream, the... Uh, so, like, you have to show him in his past in action. Versus Denzel, like, everything is sort of implied in Denzel's acting lets you know how he's been affected by his, yes. his career and stuff like that. And I think that playing into his alcoholism... Um, Works really well because like we're seeing all these moments of him interacting with the Christopher Walken character. Yes. With the parents and him like having to hide the fact that he's he's a drinker and stuff like that. But all of this um, is played out. In, in, I mean, just 
I'm sorry, Denzel. I fucking kills him. He's obviously a better actor. Yeah, he's way better. And now that, but his drunk work. Yeah, he's so good at being drunk. So good. Like and like that blackout, like leaning, like looking through the window by himself when he's just sitting there. Even the way he like puts the bottle back behind him. Behind him, yeah. When someone's coming and stuff like that, like I don't know. He yeah, his drunk work is really good. It's really good. And. Like, there's those different moments in the film where um, when uh, he first meets the mother, she's like, oh, what do you want to drink? He's like, yeah, I'll take a fucking Jack and water. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, and you can see, like, uh, Mark Anthony or whatever uh, character kind of, like, eyeing him because we know he has this, like, drinking tendency. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just all handled. And also, like, Mark Anthony, like, that's great, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of honest, honest in his... Flaws. Like, yeah. he knows, like, first of all, he's like, yeah, I'm a fucking ruthless killer. Yeah. I will kill everyone and whatever. And But it's like, listen, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And I can't. He told me. I can't stop it. I'll try. I'll try my best. And I'm the best guy that you're going to have yeah. to do it by himself. Well, but, but also, he's like, oh, why are you so cheap? I drink. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the other um, thing that makes that work. Because, like, again, this Creasy, the 2004 Creasy, is so much more layered. Oh, yeah. then the other one. I mean, it's not even close. But, um... But, like, the setup is different. Like, the idea of Mark Anthony's character knows, based off of what we learned from um, his lawyer and stuff like that, that, like, the only purpose for Creasy to be there in this scenario is for insurance. Money. Yes. They're like, hey, look, if we're going to keep our insurance, we need a bodyguard. I don't want to spend too much money. I'm going to get this fucking guy. Yeah, especially because, spoiler alert in the movie... Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's behind it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he knows he's playing it out, so why dump more money? And he's doing it to get the insurance money to right. begin with. So right. why put money into him when I'm just going to... And then also, he, he's bringing a guy who's clearly like a war criminal, kind of. Yeah. At least kind of a war criminal, depending on what side you want to look on. Yeah. Look at. Like, if you're on the wrong side of that, that guy's pretty much the angel of death mm-hmm. coming at you. And that's how they make it's him out snow. to be at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when if you're gonna hire a guy to uh, protect your daughter, one you could blame him, right? And you like because oh, yeah. he's a drunk, yeah. so you can blame him. Yep. Number two, if he gets killed in the mat and his daughter getting kidnapped, oh, one less mass murderer right. on our hands. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And the issue um, that the '87 film has to deal with is that the central premise is that they need him to be. They killed. definitely need him. Right? So, like, because of the the kidnappings in the Italian... We need you. We need you, Creasy. Right. So, Creasy needs to be on his shit. They imply that he's kind of off his shit, but, like, they don't do a great job... No, they portraying don't. ...portraying him as, like, washed up. Like, he... Like, Scott Glenn being all moody and shit does that, but, like, no one else is aware that he... No. Except Joe Pesci. Yeah, but, like... Yeah. You know, that's kind of, like, between friends. And the same dynamic... Christopher Walken knows that, like, this guy may be off a step, but he even mentioned it. He was like, hey, yeah. you, you... At half speed, is pretty goddamn good. Yeah. I, man, that, that dynamic was really... Between the two of them, Walken and Denzel. Oh, man. It's oh, man. so good. We can talk about Walken right now. Let, let's do it right now. So, okay, we can talk about Joe Pesci, too. No, we definitely will. In 1987, uh, Joe Pesci plays David, who's another XCIA. I want you to see this. I found some old friends of ours. You recognize these guys? 
agent and a friend of Creasy who gets him the job with these, uh, these people. Uh, in 2004, Christopher Walken plays Rayburn. Depends on how good he is at it. Creasy's art is dead. He's about to paint his masterpiece. Another uh, XCI agent. I like... Did they say that he's CIA? I don't think so. I think they're just, they don't really say. They just say. I think he. They both just did some. They're they're in similar worlds. Shit. They're in similar worlds. Yeah. So, first of all, I think um, off of just pure charisma, I think Pesci is carrying a lot of scenes in this movie. He does. Because also, he, it's he's like, the I, most fun character. Yeah, he is. He but, also like I think, and this goes to say a lot for Walker too. Is mm -hmm. that. It, I was reading that uh, Walken and Denzel improv like all of their scenes. I can imagine that. And it feels like yeah, it comes off so good. It, they it feel like old great. friends. Old friends, like no problem. Like he was clearly like his commanding officer yep. or whatever it yep. was, and that they both did some serious shit. And yep. but see, what I like the the fact that Walken is older is like we're not expecting him to do anything. Yeah. Right. Like it's credible because you know they have the scene with Dakota Famers like when when. I was a young man, he was a younger man. Yeah. Like that that scene was I I just love the fact that in that film, when that scene happens, like there's a scene where uh Christopher Walken, uh Denzel, Dakota and like Christopher Walken's girlfriend are like kinda reminiscing about the old days and like yeah. this like nine year old girl sitting there is like he's oh, giving her the old war story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which also credits so the Dakota good. fanning again. Yeah. For like credibly keeping up with these people in this conversation. But at the same time, when I was like ten years old, if my dad and his friend were telling yeah, stories true. like that, I'd be like, "What was yeah. happening?" Like, yeah. and none of them were in the interest of national security. Exactly. Okay. They were all like, "I remember this one Giants game in fucking 1974." Yeah. And I, I just felt like uh, walking from a casting perspective. Oh, he's a, so good. Good, yes, very good, and also a good age, right? Great age, perfect. Like, like a guy who's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm out yeah, of the game. I'm out of the game. Yeah. Like, and it's no like, one expect me to get back in. It's like not only that, but somehow I got out of here with my life. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have it, this it, woman now. It appreciates. That. Yes, appreciates. Like, I got money. Yeah, I got money. I got this young Spanish chick. Yeah, you know, and, what I, mean? and I love her. Yeah, like it's not like it's it's, it's a farce. Right, but like even in the scenes where. Um, where, I'm trying to remember exactly, but like when Walken has to like explain to like bad guys who like Creasy is, he's like, look man, uh, his his art is murder, yeah. and he, he's making his masterpiece. Yeah, it's a, the it's way, death. <laughs> yeah, like Walken's, a man could be an artist. Anything, fool, anything. Yo, he's so good, he fucking kills me. Great, it's, it's like the like right amount like, it, everything is, like, the right amount. That's what I feel about two, the 2004 yes. film. Like, I credibly believe that Christopher Walken had this background. Yep. I credibly believe that he's, like, found his peace. Yep. And I credibly believe that he, he's, like, listen, you're fucking up. Yeah. Like, you, you're messing with the wrong guy. And, like, yeah. you, you want to mess with me? Fine. Fine. I like, guess. I'm an old man. You know, it's old over man. for me. But, like, that guy? That guy... He's gonna kill all of you. Yeah. Like you guys are fucking up. Yeah. Exactly. Like no, no. The best thing to do, stay out of his way. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. You, you want to help him? Let's leave him alone. Yeah. Versus like Pesci, who, by the way, I think he's phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, I think he's okay. I, I don't know phenomenal. Phen but phenomenal in the sense that like I was kind of like, what the fuck are you doing here? Th that right? Like, what was he doing here? But once he wasn't, I was like, oh, okay, I get why you're in this. 
Like, but they kept doing, the one thing that uh, they were like trying to make him out that he was like, oh, he's the changed man, but he clearly wasn't. No, he wasn't. By the, at all. And saying like, oh, he was, uh, you know, uh, his, he got, with his wife, the only woman, he's, the woman in his lap, the only woman he's ever loved. Meanwhile, they got married like two months yeah, ago. They're yeah. newlyweds still. Like, yeah. love yeah. of his life. How does he know? I, I mean, yes, it's a nice sentiment, but all right, calm mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. The only woman he's ever loved. All right. I think what kind of makes Pesci work, because now, the more I'm thinking about this, um, boy, and I feel kind of bad for our boy Scott Glenn, but like, Scott Glenn is actually not giving you much. No, he's not. In this, like, uh, tough guy role. And, like, Pesci takes up that whole mantle. Like, the only reason Scott Glenn's vigilanteism is believable is because Joe Pesci it's has big. sold him yeah. as, like, okay, if Joe Pesci's like this, then that guy must also be like yes. this. Correct. It wasn't like Scott Glenn was just like outright like, oh, yeah, this guy looks like a, a murderer. Pesci does that. And, and, you know, right, you're right. You were right to pull back on Phenomenal. Because, like, the closing to PTSD that we get from that is him at the wedding with an yes. acoustic guitar. Yes, yeah. so the, the, Joe Pe when Joe Pesci is getting married, he's playing Johnny Be Good on an acoustic guitar. Is he hitting the right chord? Nope. Nope. Not even close. Nope. Does Joe Pesci play guitar? No. I bet not. Clearly not. Because the, even his, the chords he's playing are not chords. They're not chords. So. And, and then, like, I guess as he's, like, going back into his, like, his PTSD, he's like, go, go, go. 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 Like he's li reliving a nom flashback. Because I'm sure that's how it comes. Oh, of course. Like, yes. when I'm playing Johnny Be Good, I'm Johnny like, Be Good, that's what I'm... All of a sudden, I go into, like, ah! And he's got, he can't, like, unstop sick screaming, and then he's strumming guitar at the same yeah. time until Scott Glenn has to take him out. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. It's yeah. over! It's over! Stop! Yeah. And then Pesci takes his, like, his beautiful locks. And his, like, his mane. He's like, hey, hey, you're going to make people think they like Yeah, something. it's like, oh, I was just kidding. Yeah, Glenn, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Scott Glenn requires everyone around him to be better. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Denzel makes everyone look better. <laughs> yes, he makes everyone better, but he also makes everyone look better. Yeah, worse. well, of course, of course. Like, um... Like, well, that's just so much... Well, well... It's he, just so much better. Well, here's an example, right? Like, the, uh... The Scott Glenn, when he's teaching her how to run. Like, it's just a series of scenes. Like, she's running, he's got a stopwatch. That's yeah. his contribution to the film. Fucking Denzel, he's like... He's like, you're, you're a strong swimmer. Why, yeah. why, why aren't you winning? I'm, I'm slow off the blocks. Slow off the blocks. Yeah, so that's something you can work on. You can't just be faster. Yeah. You just, that's not. Yeah. But that I, whole, you're, there's two people in this world. Trained and untrained. Trained. What are you? What are you? Trained. trained. And that, first of all. So good. So good. The, in both actors, by the way. Dakota Fanning. Yes. Being that precocious child and just like. Making us all get behind her. Oh, for sure. Like that might have been that could have easily been a Rocky movie. Oh, uh, it could have been it a Rocky been. montage. I was sitting there like um, I was <laughs> fucking uh, smoking and shit, watching the movie, and I started fucking around with Pre. I was like, I was like, this little girl is not a slave <laughs> to the gun, <laughs> nor will she be a slave to the cartel. No, <laughs> just doing Denzel. Doing the fucking. Ah oh, man, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. So good. Their, their relationship. Now, now, going back, because I'm going to jump around a lot here. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Let's that go. Type of Let's guy. do it, baby. So, <clears throat> Dakota Fanning doing it off the strength of just being cute, you know, and um, and also, like, 
we show that she's capable when um when they're driving around and they're being kind of like tailed by the cartel. Yes. And she's taking down the license plate too. So like that's all the buy-in that we need for her. One, the buy-in of the swimming scenes, which I think just shows the creasy um pita relationship. Pita. It was, it was there was a big one too mm -hmm. that that they both do they do it in both movies is that they get into an argument and ah uh, yes they uh in the car like she's trying to be friends like I just want to be friends with you is that so bad we we want like Dakota Fanning's actually just being nice to him yeah and he's like I don't have fucking time to be nice to right. you and whatever and in the Italian one she gets out of the car and runs away which also is very much like get the fuck back in the car little bitch yeah. what are you doing like yeah. and then they meet up in a he cafe. finds her in a cafe and she's like crying and wet and it's very sexual mm -hmm. it's you can cut this no question i've seen porns start that yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. with less sexual no. tension than that it's so it's so bad and it's it's creepy i was like should i be am i on a list for watching this movie yeah. um yeah, it's pretty rough and so but then dakota fanning also, what I'm saying is that when Sam gets out of the car for Scott Glenn, mm -hmm. there's no reason for her to get out of the no, car. No, she's just no, being a, she's a, just like you little being bitch, just, you, know, you little brat, get in the fucking car. Right. And then, but when what? Dakota Fanning gets out, you're like, I think you're right. Like, yeah. get a, and she gets yeah. she gets out of the front seat and what? gets immediately in the back seat. But that that is such a stronger statement. Yes, stronger statement. It's like, no, it you drive me. Right. Exactly. We're not friends. We're okay. not friends. Okay. We're not friends. Cool. Yeah. Fucking. Me. You yes. know, like that that is a much stronger scene. Um when you go to the 87 film with her getting out of the car, you see this like stupid fucking camera like the director PU. Um there's a couple things. Uh there's a couple shots that I, I in the 87 that I was like, hmm, that's a that's an interesting idea. There, there's some good shots, but like in this particular case, something I think is overused and you see it a little bit in uh in the remake, but I think it's just like him paying tribute, I guess, in his own way. But like, there's so many of this shot where like the character's there, a vehicle goes by, yes, and then the character's not there. That happens like ten times, so many times yeah. in '87. And I'm like, guys, get a different shot. They they do have some good shots. Do you th do you think that Tony Scott was doing that to show how much better he is than the guy they chose over oh, him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was. This yeah. movie was like fucking. Well, Eat my dick. Well, the biggest camera trick that we see in 2004 is like they have this like weird dude. How much? How how much do, does it remind you of Metal Gear? It does. Does, does yeah. it remind you of yeah. Metal? If you guys ever played Metal Gear Solid, it kind of feels like that. Like the way they shoot it, it's kind of like Metal Gear. It's like oh, like, like you hear like the angels sing, yeah. and it keeps like in the beginning they cut to spoiler alert. They cut to Denzel dying. Yeah, Denzel dies at the end of this movie. Yeah, um, but he. It keeps cutting to hit the scene where he is dying. Yeah. But you don't know that he's dying. Right. And then they keep, and then it goes back into the present so, of whatever's going on. Well, Tony Scott got in his he fucking got it. bag. Though. It's so like, good. It's so There's good. so many good ideas that he's yeah. doing. Yeah. It's, it's like a video game that you're watching, but yeah. it's so, so realistic. The, Even when Denzel, when it, she gets kidnapped and he gets shot yeah. and it's silent, you see him like get shot. Yeah. It's so fucking it's so good. good. So good. The way this movie is shot. Edited all of right. it. The, the cinematography, the, the blueness. Fucking, yes, the blueness. The beginning of the fucking movie. When they're talk they're like going over the cartel and they give you an example of a cartel like uh kidnapping. Yeah. And like just the way that that shot, yes. uh, the guy getting ear cut and like it, it showed you from the beginning thematically, like, this is how we're gonna shoot this film. Yeah. And he's like 
these cuts with the with like one moment something's there, one moment it's not there. The shaky cam with the, the subtitles, the way they do the subtitles is so good. Oh my god, it, it's it's a fucking beautiful. It's film. really the way it's shot is so good. And then they also like the first part of it when he's with uh, Pita, it's all like blue shot. Yeah, yeah. And then when he's killing everyone, mm -hmm. it's like yellow. Mm -hmm. He's the man on fire yes. at that point. You yeah. know, everything's shot in yellow. No, Tony's got shits on that. It's so, it shits on that movie. There's one, the one thing, yeah, whatever his name is, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking illusion. Should have been Tony Scott. Yeah, should have been Tony Scott both times. But the first one, there's one shot that's really cool that they do when they get to Sosa's house. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's, um, he's, he just got there. He's been working there for a, a, like a minute, but he's just been got there. Like he's still, he's still resentful for doing and they're showing the exterior of the house, and it's following him as he's walking up the okay. house, but it's through the exterior of the house. Sure. And so he, like, comes in this room. You see him in, like, the windows, and he's, like, sitting there, like, oh, God, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes out and goes into the other room, and, like, yeah. she's in there. He's like, don't be by the windows. you got, you got to get out of my room. Right, right, right. Whatever. And you can see, and it follows him throughout the house. It's really cool that's the way they shot. shoot it. It's that's really, I think I was like, oh, that's interesting. You could hear them, but you don't, you're not you know, intimately in the room yes. with them. That, that was actually a really solid shot. Yeah. And I actually think that, um, the uh, once it turns to like the vigilante angle, I think that the film in terms of some of the uh, the shots gets a little bit more interesting. Yeah, some of it. Also, I think that just Italy in general yeah. is an interesting place to shoot. Yeah, like it's it's very like everything's just so old. Mm -hmm. But but some of it is like this is like what the bad guys lair. Right. Like it was like a river with a boat and like what the fuck? What are you guys pirates? So What's going crazy. on here? It's like. So but I kind of believed it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, no, I thought no, it was no. ridiculous, but I also kind of thought, yeah, maybe these guys would hang out there. I get that. I get that. And even, like, his, um, the place that he's staying at, that giant building, yeah. Yeah. that, like, Joe Pesci's like, oh, no one's been here for 20 years. And he gets in there, it's like, who the fuck has not been in here? Yeah. Like, what, it's are you like, serious? It looks like, um... It's like the World Trade Center. Yeah, it's just exactly. abandoned. Yeah, it's like, like... Honestly, if someone was like, if you were like, okay, I want to open up a, uh, an office building... And someone was giving you like a walkthrough. It was like, that's yeah. what it looked like. It didn't look it like. It was vacant. Like, like, and yeah, it's like bare, but yeah. It didn't look that old. It looked kind of modern. You know, that space looked super modern. Yeah. And Italy looked awesome, though. Italy, yeah. It really does look awesome. And frankly, I, I, the sadly, what I know of Mexico City, Mexico City looked awesome, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I would be kidnapped. You and I would be kidnapped in a heartbeat, but oh, man, it'd be fun. Yeah, and it's like, it's interesting. You know, just the course of time and like, you could still do the movie in Italy if you wanted to, but like, I think like the up, the update to Mexico really fit the storyline that they wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Um, again, you could still do Italy, but I think you have to do a lot more heavy lifting to get there with that story. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk about this a little bit since we're, we're talking, since you brought up uh, them walking through the house and talking. Yeah. Uh, Jade Malley's Samantha, right? This is this is an odd duck of a character. Um, in the original film, when you first start watching the film, there's a quote from John Steinbeck's yeah. of mice and men. And it's basically like, when Lenny is like, you know, guys like us, we don't got yeah. nobody, blah, blah. This girl's favorite book yeah, it's of mice of is men. of mice and men. And then she thinks that like her That's... connection to like, Creasy out of nowhere, by the way. Completely out of nowhere. You ever heard of Bison Man? No. Yeah, a while ago. Well, that's what we're like. What the fuck I are you did, talking about? I, that's also so much creepier. It, it like, is so, creepier. Like, so she 
how do I put, how do I even dissect it? Um, like, Dakota's fannings, uh, Peter's obsession with, um, uh, let's say, infatuation with, yeah, with, uh, Creasy, is like that of a bear. Yeah, yeah, a, like a teddy, teddy bear. bear that's okay. protective. A and she wants to, like, yeah. hold it. There's nothing yeah. sexual going on. With, she, with her, she looks at him mm -hmm. like he's a big dummy right. that is a burden to her, but there's no one else in the world but them two. The, bitch, you got parents. Yeah. And in this movie, good parents. <laughs> like, Well, well... With the Samantha character, in some ways, not because the father is kind of absentee. Well, they're they're always they're both yes. out, out a lot, but they're not like bad parents. No, they're not in the same way that they're not bad parents. But that, it's, it's implied though that uh, Samantha's mother is fucking yes. Um, the one of the guys in yeah. the courtroom. So like Samantha being of that age and aware of this, and like when she gets mad at. Creasy is when he's hugging. Yes, because she mom. thinks he's next. Right. Yeah. Right. So like that shit. Again, not we didn't put the thought out there. The movie did. Like this weird, like pedo, like yeah. undercurrent angle. That's that, us against the world type shit. Yeah. Like, we ain't got no people. In like we're a, we have we're each other. In the fact that like Scott Glenn's Creasy doesn't like shut that down. Yeah. At all, like he just lets that. Fester for the rest and, of the movie. Yeah, and then like, like I say, going back to the the part where they're like walking along the fence with their hands touching and shit like that. Like, there's just a lot of moments in the film where like they treat each other like they're in this like relationship. And fortunately for us in 2004, it's just a little girl who just needs a friend because yeah. her, again, not bad parents, but like they're not around that much. Like I. The only thing I could gather out of it, mm -hmm. like it was, it's a foreshadowing thing, but it's stupid. Like you don't need it, no, the advice of men, because Lenny in the book is like, he he's mentally disabled, yes, and he's huge, and uh, that he's really strong. This guy could easily fall asleep. Um, yes, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. So away. and he, he at one point the ranch hand, the main ranch hand, who's like the owner's son, like, that curly. no one respects, curly. curly, yeah, who yeah. no one respects, is beating beating him because to get respect from everyone else until George is like, get him, Lenny. Yeah. Like, and it's like, that's it. Because he told Lenny, don't do anything until I tell you yeah. forever because he keeps getting in trouble. And then he he catches Curly's hand and breaks it and like smashes it to pieces and makes it useless. I, I just... So I, that's... He's going to be the dog you call off. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, now get him. But but that's what she wants. Yeah. Right? In, in all aspects of life. Because like, even with her mother, she's like... She's like, I wish this bitch wasn't fucking everybody. Yeah. So I could, like, you know, like, I don't know. It, it, it was a weird dynamic. And, like, what's so stupid, though? It is stupid. It's stupid. And, and given the, uh, how something happened, or yeah. of mice and men, like, given where that story goes, Lenny breaks up. Crow's wife's neck. Yeah. He hides. He gets put down. Yeah. You know, like George whole, kills him. Yeah. Like the whole. It's like you're really. They're forcing this and it doesn't work. It, it doesn't. doesn't it doesn't. It's a. Fit at all. At all. It's like a weird connection. But they keep going back to that well. It's like, no. I think it's like if some dumbass read of Mice and Men was like, yo, isn't it crazy? Like Lenny was strong. Yeah. They're like. 
like hurt people. Basically, like he's kind of like, it, that just kept coming up in Superman. Yeah, and you're like, what? So what? Yeah. They're strong. Yeah, like, and and I guess like, isn't it like crazy? Like George and Lenny can't be separate. Like it feels like they miss all the other points. Yes. Of the, of the book. Yeah, it's like yeah, you took that one little part. It's like, yeah, you're forgetting about all everything else. It's like, it in the context of this film, let's say we did of uh, of mice and men angle. It doesn't work. It doesn't. At all. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Oh. Like, like okay, the, the only thing you could say is like, one's small, one's big, and they like, they they're connected. Yeah. Like they they don't leave That's each other. They're friends. And they're always gonna look out for each other. That's it. But like that takes out of account all the fucked up things yeah, that happen. Exactly. All the fucked up things that. How the American dream is just that. Yep. How, like, you know, like, uh, yeah. the rent, like, you could plan and plan, it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. because everything's gonna go to shit anyway. It's, it, look, there's nothing. Yeah, there, there is actually no real connection. Yeah, no real connection <laughs> Except at all there's a big book. guy and there's a little guy. Like, yeah. that's the only connection. And it, it's like, the movie, which again, I don't think Tony Scott, the director, would have fallen into this trap. The movie's, like, some dumbass was like, yeah, this is what the movie's about. No, it's and, not. And the movie's not about that at, at all. It's closer to like what they do with the Bible, like okay. the redemption. Sure. Of that he helps the person that he's strong for those that doesn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. Like he's strong for those that don't have well, strength. Speaking Happy of that, are the meek, they will inherit the earth. Well, sure. Like well, speaking of the Bible, and when there's you know, it can be heavy handed at times, but like the allusions to the Bible in the two thousand four That's what I mean. Film, yeah. yeah, like but he need, even Creasy needs that redemption. Yes, that's what I mean. You know, I agree. It's like, yeah. but I also feel like that in the same way that he's like, I'm not worthy of this redemption. He does not feel worthy yet. Anyway. Yeah, and but also the whole thing, which changes the whole dynamic of him. You mm -hmm. realize, like, when he gets shot, when she's getting kidnapped, he's dying from then on. He is literally yeah. like he's bleeding out slowly but surely. The only thing that's keeping going is his rage. Right, right. Like he's dying. He's the man on fire. He's like, the man on fire. Like the only thing he's literally like, if you want to take this angle, I don't necessarily think you have to. But okay. it's the, the the passion of the Christ. He's going through those steps of like it's just getting the, worse and the, tougher and tougher. And the, before the film will allow you to take that. Yes, angle. that's like, what it's the trying film to do. Isn't Shine you away from yeah making that interpretation. It's getting worse before it's gonna get better. By dying is the better, yeah. you know, like. Well, what was interesting about that is um, the eighty-seven film does not have the ability to make a point like that. Thank at God. No, because they would have fucked it up. Oh, so they would have been, been like bad. that's that's me reading into it, and yeah. like that's uh, that's an interpretation of it. Sure, it's not necessarily they're not coming out like beating me over the head like go Johnny go yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really rough. Um, in the the <laughs> novel, it <laughs> <laughs> was so funny. Anyway, no, nah, it's just hilarious. Well, in in the novel, uh, the nineteen eighty novel by A. J. Quinnell. Um, there's like a lag time, like right when the, the kid gets kidnapped and actually it's very different than both of the films and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But like, um, there's a, a period where Creasy recovers that is not there in either of the two films. He's a little more recovered in 87 though. I would say so. He's a little more. So. Like he's not, in, in 2004, he's dying. Yeah. He's, like he's not He's just like better. right back at it. It, they, he could be better if he stopped, but he's mm -hmm. like, nope. 
No, I'm just gonna randomly take dips in the pool and bleed everywhere in the pool. That's great. Nice. I mean, like, can you imagine? I just want to see the one cut of like the pool boy like walking in as soon as he's out. He's like, oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just him walking like, oh, I gotta like flipping the bullet out and like catching it. Oh man, that'd be a great cut. No, like, but you know, I... 2004 earned that though, right? It like, did. The fact that he's like, I don't care. I'm gonna go get this kid. Cause like he doesn't have anything else can we, to live for. Can we just also express yeah. one thing that's clearly the demarcation between these two films. Sure. The whole time they're setting up that this guy John Creasy is this fucking badass. Mm -hmm. Now in 2004, when he's like, "I'm gonna kill them," okay, and he's that's exactly what he does. He's methodical. Yes. He's a fucking machine. You see what they've been talking about right. this whole time. Right. We're like, and then Scott Glenn, on the other hand, it's like if I did it. Like, everything is such a sloppy fucking mess. <laughs> it is. Everything is so stupid. Like, there's Denzel's going up against this cartel, and you're like, I think he's going to win. Right. Like, we right. were Scott Glenn, it's like, ah, Ah, oh god, like everything is like getting out by the skin of his fucking ass. He almost gets killed by everyone. Every single, every single one almost kills him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like... It's like literally like, oh, the Terminator against a pit pocket, the artful dodger over here. And the oh, artful man. dodger almost wins. It's true, it's true. It's like, what the fuck, is he, is he a badass or not? And yeah, when, uh, when Scott Glenn... Which, by the way, here's the other thing, too, which, man, I didn't even think about this until just now. I mean, I thought about it, but, like, I'm actually thinking about it right now. You can argue that the abduction is his fault. Yes. He could have just kept driving. Not just that. Before that. He takes yeah. his kid. He's like, I need a date for a wedding. Yes. And he brings the fucking Lolita, which, oh, God. Think when, about when it, right? When he's on the phone... And then she's like, me? Yeah. Me? Oh, God. It's like, yeah. it's bad. Bitch, so, what, are you what are you bringing her to this for? So, he's like, I'm going to take this kid out. I'm protecting Because uh, I, this wedding that's outdoors in half a house with right. no roof. Right. Which kind of looked awesome. It did look. It, it kind of looked awesome. Nice I was like, then, listen, you can only have that wedding in Italy, but right. it was looked pretty cool. If you're Like, if you had that in, I don't know. Fucking Cumberland, New Jersey. <laughs> it wouldn't be so nice, but it's crazy. Like when you look at the uh, when you look at this wedding scene, like Scott Glenn, who like same thing, like both films, like the little girl is what's kind of bringing him back to like being a functioning member of uh, society. We have all these scenes, like we've already done the racing scene and. The, the hugging, you know, it, it's a little fucking weird, right? Uh, he needs a date for a wedding. He's talking to like Pesci and he's like, Joe Pesci's wedding. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? I think I got somebody. And he takes a fucking little girl, uh, 11 year old girl, right. as his date. Now we find out that like there is an inside person, in both films there is, there's an inside person that tells of her location, and that's how he gets stolen. But like, you can argue that had he not taken her on a date, because that's what this is. Let's not fucking lie. Had he not taken this child on a date... This it, grooming exercise. Exactly. Then the kid wouldn't have got uh, kidnapped. And that's what he chose to do. 
fucking disgusting. It, it just, it like, it undermines the character. Yeah. Like, yeah, the grooming thing too, but also like, the sloppiness. Going back it's to what you're so saying, sloppy. like, everything he does is so sloppy because like, why are you taking her to this wedding? Yeah. Like, what what is it about you that needs to take this child to your friend's wedding? <laughs> when, he, when he's uh, doing the fake acting of when they put the gun to his head, okay, please just let it, ah! <laughs> like, just pulls out the gun and blows him away. It's so bad. It's so bad. So bad. And meanwhile, like, Denzel's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, it's on right now. Yeah. Like, oh, motherfucker, it's on. Like, well, like, because it's 2004, and the father has the, the daughter going to these piano lessons, like this famous piano guy, which actually is another way to build up Denzel's character. So, like, here we go again. This wedding, taking Scott Glenn's character down because he's a pedophile. Yeah. Um, not saying Scott Glenn, but the, the creasy Sorry, character. Creasy character. Um, now, 87 Creasy. 87 Creasy. Versus 2004 Creasy where he's like, Hey, look, because we, we did all this work with the swimming, with the blocks, and, and everything's going well. And, like, the scene, even when he's, like, walking as she's swimming, he's like, uh, yeah. you know, like, that's such a good scene. Yeah. And she's like, I, want, I just want to swim. And her father, which at this point we don't know this, but her father was like, no, 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 you got to go yeah. to the piano lesson so I can fucking get you kidnapped. Yes. Which is fucked, by the way. Yes, um, very fucked. The fact that, like, when Creasy's taking her, I was like, look, you don't want to play piano? This is what you do. You know how to burp? And, like, he, you know, he's like, every couple minutes, just fucking belch. And um, you won't have to play piano anymore. It's cute. It builds on those characters a little bit more. But it's also very simple, and it's like, that would work. It, it would, would work. work. It would work. But what we don't know at this point is that this plot is already in play. So, like, Creasy sees... The same car that him and the girl, which again builds up the Code of Fans character, the fact that she's writing down yeah. license plates too. So like, not just a kid. I mean, she is just a kid, but like also like I'm on my shit. Um, that's awesome. We build more character uh, building between the two with the belching scene, and then we really get to feel the pain of her getting kidnapped. Yes. In, in this sequence, with uh, discount Benicio del, del Toro yes. driving the car. It's fun. It's I do when phenomenal. she's sitting there. It's such a good uh, picture of like if you wanted to have a meme of like mm. a panic, yeah, like a panic attack. Her sitting there, like holding her head while she's crying yeah. and like uncontrollably, like almost like screaming, but mm. she's not screaming. Yeah, that's it's so good. Yeah, that's like this bitch but, should get an Oscar right there she just for that like, alone. Even, I mean, she's great in the rest of it, but even Denzel being like. Like yes, run, run! Like in the fact that like they built that this he rapport, shoots the gun in the air. Yeah, the fact that they built this rapport that like she trusts him, I trust. Like we all trust Creasy, and um, the fact that she's like is um, mature enough to actually run. Yeah, but then to still be a kid enough to do exactly what you're saying, look back and be like. Oh my god, because like it's traumatic. Like, what do you want from a child? Yeah, there's all this gunfight. There's a fucking firefight going off in front of you mm -hmm. when you're all, you know, 10, 9. Nah, I wouldn't be and able like, to handle Jesus that. Christ. And meanwhile, she's a, she's a, uh, you know, a rich girl. Mm -hmm. Like, she doesn't see that on a daily basis. No, nah, no. Nah. She sees Creasy Bear. Oh, it's, it's so it's, phenomenal it's, the way they do it. And then she does run, but. 
I love that it's not an issue. Like the kidnappers just grab her. Right. Like immediately. Right. It's not yeah, like no, we don't need to go it's not it. like fucking Obi Wan Kenobi when mm. in the yeah, when so Princess like Leia is running oh, right and, they're, and, shit. and they're like tripping and falling over. Oh, so God, that was so like, no, you're an adult. Hard. Grab you just grab the fucking your two steps are faster than her eighteen mm-hmm. speeding runs. Exactly. Exactly. Oh God, man. Then they kept the oh. And then, like, just the way he gets shot, and, like, everything, the, the way that shot is so good. It, it's amazing. Like, um, and again, going back to, like, like you were saying, these different cuts with, like, his actual death later in the film and yeah. stuff like that. It, it's a really, really good movie. Yeah, it's really <laughs> just a fucking phenomenal movie. The whole thing is so good from start to finish. And then they do, they kind of, they do kind of the same thing with, in Scott Glenn, when, mm-hmm. like, because you initially see him. He's in a body bag. Sure. He's zipped up into a body bag. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did, by the way, did you think that the ginger police officer was going to be in on it? I would have imagined he was. Yeah. I felt like he I was. thought he was, too, but he wasn't. Right. Right? No, he wasn't. No. No, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. And the other guy, like, if you flip the, the guy who was in Mexico, the Mexico City police officer, mm-hmm. who... Uh, oh, I thought he was in on it. I thought he was, too. Yeah. But he wasn't. Right. And he was, uh, who's also Italian, by the way, right. which is weird dynamic right. to this whole thing. Because, like, the, the Mexican, I They, they do a lot of switching in these movies of, we pull the Al Pacino Cuban movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Close enough. I, I thought that the uh, the Mexico City guy was in on it to the point, like, because a lot of people are in on it, right? Yes. Like, in the 87 film, there's like a, okay, so let's just jump forward a little bit here. When, um, I don't really care about that. Actually, I don't even give a fuck who the 87 character is. We'll just talk about 2004 because it's more relevant. When Mickey Rourke's character, Jordan. Yes. The, uh, the attorney. Like, early on in the movie, like, rewatching, I was like, clearly that's Yeah, he's a thief. It was like, obviously a bad guy. Like, it wasn't even that close. I forget who it was. Jonathan Price. Was it Jonathan Price? Oh, cool. Sick. That's awesome. Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah, you pay attention. Yeah. So in uh, 87, we had Jonathan Price, who played Michael. And in 2004, we had Mickey Rourke, who played Jordan, the attorney. Um, Jonathan Price's betrayal. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it, it's like, it's whatever, right? Like, okay. The one, the one thing that, about that turn, like, first mm-hmm. of all, Mickey Rourke looks like, a sleaze bag. He looked so the whole like, time. okay. He's and then like his... the insurance talk, yeah. and I'm like, okay, you know. Still yeah. worked. And like, also for someone of Mickey Rourke's caliber, not that I'm saying like, oh he's fucking De Niro or something like that, right. but it's like he's in that movie for so little, you could have saved a lot of money by just not having Mickey Rourke. It's you know? So what like for instance, right? What's the difference? If I played that role or Mickey Rourke, what's right. the difference? Right, because like there is no. You could even, you could even cut the character. Yeah, like, like the only purpose of Mickey Rourke in the film is to talk explain. about the insurance. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter at all. He, he says there's someone else. Yeah, anybody else. You wouldn't even and then they kill him, and it's very kind of vague who yeah. killed him. Yeah, like, right. it's like, huh? The Super, cartel did. Super vague. Yeah, it's like because it wasn't Denzel because he finds him. Right. And he's like shit. I was going to kill him. <laughs> and then, but the Jonathan Bryce, so when Scott Glenn figures out who was it, he's like, 
Oh, that one dude taking the pictures. Mm -hmm. He was wound so tight. Have you seen fucking Jonathan Price throughout this whole movie? He's like, <laughs> like so like every like second like, oh god, what are we doing? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. They took her, they took her, took her. He's more worried than Sosa. He really by is. far. To the point I was like, I he's not her father, right? Right. Okay, good. And I like had to rewind and be like, no, he's the lawyer. Okay. Ridiculous. And when they blew up his office, I was like, did they time that so that he was out of the office? Dude, I'm, then, I'm even trying to understand the shit that happened. It was just the most unnatural thing ever. Like, today, he comes out, he's walking to his Ferrari or yeah. whatever he has. The, the cars in, in the Man on Fire were awesome. Yeah. The 87 version. Every car was cool as shit. That was, that they were like that old school, like, fucking, like, late 60s cars. But, um, he... The, he's walking out of his office and it blows up behind him and he yeah. falls over his yeah. Ferrari and he's like, oh, instead of looking like, oh shit, like, he just sits between, like, Fredo between mm -hmm. his fucking knees like, oh god! <laughs> like, who, who, how does someone react that way? It's a, it's a mess. I would, I would love it if he just looked like, maybe it was a coincidence. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is, has nothing to do with the girl. I'm having funny as shit. And Danny Aiello, oh, God. Mm. the leader of the Italian Mafia in Italy, is Danny, I Danny Aiello. <laughs> we're, Fucking Sal. We're, we're, by the way, in a film where everyone is speaking fluent Italian. Fluent Italian. He's like, oh. Not even, a, not even an accent. Not, not even. Hello. Like he worked at a Brooklyn pizzeria. <laughs> New Jersey's finest, Danny Aiello. <laughs> Can I tell a fun Danny Aiello no. story? So I used to work at a restaurant. It was a bar restaurant. And during the day one day, I used to work with this guy who was a degenerate gambler. And Danny Aiello owned some kind of grocery store in the area. Okay. And the degenerate gambler guy was one of the waiters there. He was older at the time, in his 40s. And I was a young buck of, I don't know, 25. And it was during the day, and I was sitting by the host stand. And out of nowhere, Danny Aiello walked in. <laughs> And said, where is the guy's name? Yeah. And he looked and saw him by the bar, went over and beat the shit out of him in the middle of business hours at a restaurant slash bar, beat the fuck out of this dude, stole his, took his wallet and walked out the door. And I was like, what the fuck is Sal's pizza? What the fuck is, like, I'm not helping at all. But why did Sal just walk in here and do this? That's amazing. And then I had to go up and say, like, hey, man, what the fuck was that about? I was like, I robbed him. <laughs> and he explained to me that he robbed his grocery store. That's ridiculous. I'm like, and so instead of getting the money back, he just beat the fuck out of him. And I, I assume he got the uh, money back later. But, oh, that was, that's how I was like, did fucking... Did fucking the guy that hires Lee, Leon fucking just beat that's the amazing. shit out of you? So, that's amazing. That's what I thought of. Uh, every time I see Dan Ariello, I think of him walking into uh, that restaurant and beating the fuck out of that guy. That guy who also used to, when it was preseason baseball, used to write on the business cards, sports teams, and say, All right, Dan, pick oh, one. Oh, no. And I would pick it up and say, It was the Florida Marlins. We're betting the Marlins today oh boy. for preseason baseball. No good, no good. That's a uh, that's a degenerate. He was a gentleman. Girls. He was a gentleman and a half. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Even like the ILO scene. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? The like, fuck? what is like? There's a certain. This point is unacceptable. 
there's a certain point in the film, it's about when it starts. When you're like, what the fuck is yes. going on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like... Were you? The Jonathan Price thing doesn't yeah. really make a lot of sense. It doesn't. Um, when um, Joe Pesci and uh, Scott Glenn, when they, uh, they get, like, the gay guy to yeah. try to get the information... About like like they kind of felt like they attacked him because he was gay. Nah, I felt like they that. first of all they fully exploited the fact that he was gay. Yeah, that's and how true. does this guy not know who he is? I don't know. He was there. I don't know. I just love that the guy was like trying to like pull his pants out. He's like, oh yeah. yeah. And it was like <laughs> just <laughs> took a gun, gun right in his junk, right in his dick. Oh, it's amazing. And um, um, now what I will say here is that that scene. It's ambiguous, but like that scene sort of elevates the 87 film a little bit because they imply the girl gets hurt. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like the 2004 film lets us believe that Dakota Fan's character has died. This kind of leaning a little bit into the novel because like uh, in the novel, which is different than both films, the girl is killed in the novel. Yeah. And um, brutally and like there's all kinds of other terrible things that happen to her. Which is why Creasy's revenge is even more, like, justified. Justified, yeah. And, like, why he's so brutal with him. Like, uh, in this 87 film, and they, they, this is a good thing, this is a bad thing. Like, they do a good job of implying, like, ambiguity as to what happened to her. Because, like, the, uh, the, the gay mobster is like, I told the guys not to touch her. And it's like, yeah. what does that mean, right? Like... And it's not saying that they did it, but it's not saying that they did. Exactly. It's that I will give the '87 film that that like it gives you the space to like imagine, I guess, the worst or potentially the best, right? Like in the scenario, but like having that moment allows Scott Glenn's character to just go, "Fuck it." Yeah. And once he does that, like the movie goes about its paces a bit, but like it feels like um, you know I was when I was reading some of the old reviews of it, it does feel like it's two separate movies, right? You got this little character relationship weirdness at the beginning, then you got a kind of like standard vigilante film on the back. I would say that both do that. I know. Both are. It's literally I, like right in between, right in the middle. 100% agree. However, 2004 has Denzel Washington. That's correct. So this standard paint-by-numbers vigilante film gets an extra layer of fun because we have a great actor who's taking all these separate scenes, effectively the same thing, find a person, torture the person, um, get more information, so you can find the next person, torture that person, get more information. But God damn, is that phone call? Oh, does so it. God. When he, uh, when, so he, the <laughs> guy, when he, Scott Clayton gets him in the, uh, the, the porn house, yeah. and he ties him in the bathroom, and he's like, I'm going to cut your fingers off, then I'm going to cut off your toes, and then you're going to, whatever. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. I just, and then it yeah. kind of doesn't do it. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Oh, fucking boring. Yeah, and then Denzel, when he's in the car with him, and he wakes up, and his hands are tied, mm -hmm. and then he's like, okay, and then asks him the question, and just cuts his finger off, yeah. then takes the lighter and solders it. Oh my God! It is. It's, a, it's incredible. It's so like, yep. You want to? You want to get? You want questions? You got questions? Answer. He's like, oh, can I just have a smoke? He's like, yep. Okay, here, smoke. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, my friend. Off the next life for you. <laughs> but you won't be lonely. You won't be lonely. And then, boom, put the car off. <laughs> Blow up the car.
So many scenes of Denzel slowly walking away from a horrific, horrific torture and murder scene. And he's like, oh yeah, you see this? Like, fucking drug needles put up their assholes. Yeah. I put C4 in there, and I got this detonator, and oh. you're going to die. And I'm going to need some more information. Uh, <laughs> then he's like, he's like, see this? It's a cheap watch. Bought it with a timer. <laughs> oh my god, when he does that whole thing. Wow. That man. scene when I was like... I remember watching that for the first time when he, the police captain, by the way, the corrupt police captain, I'm a, under a bridge, under like a, yeah. a highway bridge, yeah. with like the, the cars whizzing by below them, and like they're, and he's tied to the, tied to the fucking car, the car with oh, his boxers, so good. and he's explaining that he put a bomb in his ass, and he's like, <laughs> and counting down, he's like, you got four minutes, yeah. you ain't got all day, I do, you don't, and like, it's and phenomenal. then he tell, makes him say, like, uh, everyone keeps saying, and this when he fucking... I love it. Yes. Whispering please. Denzel is the best fucking, the most intense fucking... Everyone says, I'm a professional, I'm a professional, I'm a professional. And he just keeps hitting him with the little paper, with the little plastic piece of yeah. paper. And he's like, I'm a professional, I'm a professional. And he's whispering. It's so intimidating, and, him just whispering, whispering, whispering. And you, you know, like, what makes this particular Creasy work is that that's what he would have said. Yes. Cause that's what he is. That's what he is. I'm a professional. Oh, you're a professional. You want to see a fucking professional? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I do. What makes this revenge film work so much, right? Is that um, '87, whatever, whatever. But yeah, 2004. Honestly, makes, I could be done with talking about yeah, the '87. We're, we're, we're mostly done talking about that. Um, what makes this revenge film work so well is that you have all of these tough. Increase is one of them, right? These tough guys that do horrible things. Horrible. Horrible things. And in this particular case, they've done a horrible thing to a child. To a child, yes. Right? And Creasy, who, though, yeah, sure, maybe, I don't know. Like, who knows where he would take it? I don't know where his uh, ethical line is. We kind of draw it in this life that he lives now. In the past, I don't fucking know. Like, he might have been just like these guys. But a, another tough guy, it's like a bully, right? Like, you're at school, like, yes. a bully's fucking bullying some kid. And he's like, oh, you fuck, you fuck with him? Uh, you knocked the poly down. Well, don't, don't try to knock me down. Don't try to knock me down. So, like, all these professionals and tough guys, um, when push comes to shove... That are exploiting a child. Yes. And a desperate, desperate man. Right. And, and Denzel being like, if anyone profited from it, if they had anything to do with it, they're, they're going to get it. And, like, it's not just men. W women, anyone that was involved is getting fucked up. But, like, this idea that... Um, Denzel can reduce these people to literal children. Yes. Because like, oh, please, please, let me live. <laughs> this is Lawrence Taylor in 1986. Yeah. Men playing amongst boys. That's like, right. Like, this is, oh, you want to be in the sandpit now. Right. Okay. Right. And, like, some guys who thought they were about that life, who didn't realize that there was another level to the game. Yes. And Denzel, as the actor uh, and the character, putting another level to this fucking game. I, I'm sorry, Scott Glenn. Yeah. You're a nice guy. A nice You're not guy. Denzel. You're not Denzel. And it's not even close. It's not even close. And I'm to the point that he does these things that he's such like a mercenary. And you could say what they do so well in this that they don't do with the... They they do it... They they say too much. Yeah. They, they, they show and like they don't tell. They tell. They don't yeah. show. Like, right. Show, don't tell. And in this, 
they like in that they're like no like he was in these yeah. places no it's yeah, yeah. so horrible yeah. this you just hear about him mm -hmm. and then he creasy here now creasy here. <laughs> yeah. and then, well, creasy creasy here creasy here you want yeah. creasy creasy here now and he shows up and because they, what they said about him nothing he does seems so unbelievable he's no. in an old no. person's it's... apartment with a fucking rocket launcher and you're like yep like in wish I could be up there with them. In let me tell you something, and this is very fucking important, audience. All of this works one because of Denzel, but two because Dakota Fanning's cute motherfucking ass yes. made us all say, "I am willing to watch any level of torture, murder, viciousness." If that's what people are willing to do to that little girl, I don't give a fuck. First, what happens murder. to them? That's correct. Exactly. The first hour of the film. Is here's Creasy. He's drunk. You know, we gotta build him up. We gotta build his relationship with uh, Dakota Fanning. By the and I, I am being literal. The last hour of the film is how are we gonna kill these motherfuckers? Yeah, let's let's do it, Denzel. How are we gonna do it together? <laughs> We're in this together. Let's do it. Do you want me to drive? I am watching this R-rated film with my wife, <laughs> and we're just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no one feels bad about anything happening anymore, which is a testament to the acting skills of Denzel Washington, Dakota Fanning. That like, I, I can't watch films like this, yeah, regularly with normal. Like, I'll, I'll take watch it with my grandma. I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. That I was, I don't know, twenty-two. Sure. Not even. I was twenty, and I was watching this, going like, okay. So like, we gotta avenge this. Yeah, well, girl. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta avenge this fucking yeah. girl. I don't care about anything in my own life. Yeah, but yeah. this poor and, little girl. And shout out to Tony Scott, oh. the director, when when he gets the book and he's like, "I love you, Creasy Bear," and all this little shit. It's much better than some crazy bitch talking about John Stein back and like, "Hey, yeah. are we like those murderers from that yeah. Great Depression book?" Yeah, it's more like look at this little girl who's like, like has a teddy bear. That embodies the 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 killer black man. Like, it's, it's so good. It's so oh, good. It's so, it's so good. good. It's so good. And then it's when he amazing. goes to the old the old people's home, like yeah. the old. This is why I don't think he is religious mm -hmm. specifically. When he goes to the old people's apartment, yeah, and he gets in there, he's like, "Listen, I'm not here to hurt you, but I need your window, and I'm gonna kill these guys." And blah blah. blah. Like, why would you do this? Like, that's. That's between that's between them and God. It was, that's you. Who are you to bring uh, forgiveness? Mm -hmm. He's like forgive. The Bible says to forgive. He's like forgiveness is between them and God. I'm here to arrange the meeting. Right. Which is one of the coldest it's lines so ever. Cold. The coldest so line. Oh, he's like yeah, bro. He, he like it doesn't matter. They could say I'm so sorry. Right. It doesn't no, matter. No, it doesn't no, matter. No, You're gonna die. No, it doesn't. Everybody's gonna die. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, and so, but he, him explaining that to me, like, it's literally the opposite of everything, like, that the Christian faith would believe. You know, like, turn the other cheek, blah, blah. He's like, no, no, right. no, no, no. Right. I'm not, we should not be doing that. In, um, <clears throat> like we said, we're done talking about the old film. I don't care yeah, who else is in it. Who gives it doesn't matter, right? Um, we talked about Danny Aiello and Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's flowing mane of hair. I will say that. And then also, well, the only thing I'll say, the ending to the, the, the uh, 1987 is fucking stupid. It's, it's a stinker. It's, um, it's like, so he gets away, he, did, yeah. he fakes his own death. Why fake your own death? Who gives a shit? In 87. Oh, because the Italian mafia is going to get you? Go fuck yourself.
In 87, I would say the movie begins with him in the body bag, but actually the movie begins with a stupid-ass quote from of Mice and Men. Well, the quote's not stupid. The context is stupid. Yes. Um, has a quote from of Mice and Men, and then you see him as like, there I am, in a body bag. Didn't they think finally they got me in a body bag. They get me. Ugh. But instead of, like, committing to the motherfucking bit, now, to be fair to them, but it's much less stupid, um, in the book, Creasy does live yes. when people think he's dead, but it's not as dumb. No. Um, this film, uh, the 87 film, he dies, and then by the end of the film, I guess that gender that you were talking about, yes. they all work out some plan where he's alive, but like outside of the context of the, of the book, the novel, where like there's a reason to keep him alive, this just feels like a cheap fucking cop. That's right. This is the mega happy end. This is... Stupid whack. Um, and you know, we get to continue this weird ass relationship with the girl because, yes. like, they meet up after the fact, like, on that balcony. And it, it's <sighs> the good thing about that ending is there's ambiguity as to what happened to the girl. Yeah. The bad thing about that ending is we took a moment that, by the way, Denzel Washington oh. taking it across the fucking finish line, like, the ending, which we will talk about, of 2004, is so much better. So much better. So much better than the ending of 87 that, like, I just need to say that the 87 ending is stupid. Stupid, you know? yes. Um, it's, they they dropped the ball. They dropped the ball completely. Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't give a just, shit. Just let him die. Yeah, just let him die. Cause, Kill him. Cause Kill it, him. It would, it's like you fucking, you had all You already this, killed him. Yeah, you just killed him in the first two minutes. Balls. Have the balls to go through with this. Right, like, right. That's what the problem is. We're like, it lacked any, ugh. It was like all the motions were there, yeah. but it was, it's like the action could have been there, but it wasn't there yeah. because it was like clunky. It was like the end of Taxi Driver, which works in Taxi Driver because he's not a fucking mercenary. Right. Like, you know, he's, he's some soldier with PTSD, but like, it's sloppy, everything he does. Right. But, but like, everything he does in this is so sloppy, whereas like, Denzel's like, up, bop, 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 kill you, kill you. Ta taxi Driver, it's okay. Like you said, it's, it's okay. okay that he's sloppy. That's the point. Exactly. He's he's mentally ill. Yes. And he has this ridiculous plan at the end of Taxi Driver. So it's like, okay, like, the plan went off as about effectively as you would think for someone who didn't really have a good plan. No. Um, Creasy in 87 is supposed to be this amazing mercenary. So when his plan sucks, yeah, and I mean it sucks from the beginning, from the rip. I mean his what plan? The plan it was to get guns. That's it. Get guns and point a gun at a gay guy's dick. Yes, that and, was the plan. And by the way, he gets like seven, seven, eight guns. They're all the same gun. I know, I know, I know. It's like it, why do you need seven guns? They're the same ones. And because of the way they film this, um, arguably, right? If it all went to shit, because it almost goes to shit so many times. You actually have like open up space where like maybe Joe Pesci's gonna finish the job. Yeah, I guess that. And for a second, I thought it was cool, and then I was just thinking about the practicality of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a terrible idea. He has like the holsters on him with uh, that are magnets. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm like that's oh that's cool. So we're quick. I was like that would you would kick it off every five seconds. Yeah. You would not, your arm would hit it. It's over. Like yeah. you're never. Yeah, it's not good. It doesn't. Um, also, I like, regular holsters better than magnet holsters. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course it would be. I'm not even a gun guy, and I know that. Like, yeah. But I just and you probably fuck up the action on your guns so yeah. often. And did you also think, mm -hmm. for, yeah, if I'm wrong, maybe I'll, I'll I'm wrong. I'll shut up. Did you think that 
You remember the monorail episode of The yeah. Simpsons? When Marge goes into the other town, she gets the scientist to help him. Yeah. When he gets the haircut, didn't he look like Scott Glenn in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> Man no. on Fire? No, no. When, he got, he's got the, when he's got the glasses and the cut up, and he's like, oh, sorry, I got that haircut. I, I like... I like Scott Glenn when he's not supposed to be doing action. Like, I, yeah. I don't love it, but, like, I like it a little bit more because it's, like, more interesting. The minute he, like, turns off his brain and is like, I'm only out for revenge, it's just not very interesting. It's not, no. it's not very interesting at all. Um, and he's, like, the limp he has, it's... it's bad. First of all, like, this guy... If these guys were like mafiosos mm -hmm. and like so interconnected, he would have been caught so quickly. Immediately. Whereas Denzel's like one by one, like no one sees him kidnap that right. dude. Yeah. Uh, discount Benicio del, right. del Toro. Nobody sees him. So yeah. then he gets more information from that. Then he goes to that club, kills the guy, the guy from, oh, you're, you're mm -hmm. from New Jersey? Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Also, going back to Denzel and those scenes. His numerous outfits for the different oh, things he's doing, great. like the raver Denzel with the like little like do rag thing, I was like, this is amazing. Like this is what Creasy would imply he'd wear to a rave, so he can kill this guy. Yes. Oh man. Um. And then the suit. The suit. The suit is the great. Suit's great. I don't know why he wears it, but that's fine. Whatever. Like you gotta dress for the dress for the job you want, not the job he, you have. Even like at the end when like uh, it, it's not this. So I'm being facetious, but like. The like Fubu looking jersey that he's wearing at the end, just yeah. like the fact that he has so many different looks. Is the yeah, with the L.A. Uh, was it a Dodgers? I think it might be a Dodgers. It's like the, the Dodgers jacket. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, mm. like, it's not the best jacket. No, it's not. Lot, yeah. no, it I'm was, pretty sure my dad has that same thing that says uh, Little League on it. But I, Little League coach. I appreciate it. Um, you don't really need it, but it also doesn't hurt to have the journalists. Oh, I like the journalists. Yeah. I like that aspect, and also yeah. I like the I. I normally I would say like how much I don't care about the the romantic involvement of her and the cop, but I kind of like it. I think I think I think it's kind of good. So, so uh, in a two thousand four film, which is not exist in eighty seven, uh, Rachel Tickleton plays Mariana um, Garcia. I do like that relationship because um, she's also in a lot of ways like Creasy. Like she she doesn't want to fuck that guy. No. Does I she? I think she kind of does. Oh, maybe she does. I don't I know. Think she, I thought. I, I never. Know, I didn't get that. I thought I, it was kind of like. Listen, I think I it's it kind of like, like to get. Listen, I like the. I'm. I'm. I like you as a person, but mm. I'm fucking forty-five. I'm not like horny like that all the time. Yeah. Like I'm just. I. I kind of picture it as like a means to the end type. Oh, of I see. I didn't get that. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Hey, agree. Hey, that's so great. <laughs> One of us is married. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. So. But um. That's. One of us probably knows better than the other one, yeah, so that's... Who knows, who knows? So, no, no, I, but I, I don't know, I didn't think... I thought their, their relationship was actually, like, very realistically hmm. for people of their age. I can see that. And I, I thought it was very... That's what I thought was interesting. It's like, yeah, it's no. like, hey, man, we're not fucking... We're not Romeo and Juliet yeah. over here. That's like, fair, hey, that's fair. You want to get some, something to eat? Hey, you got that information? I can see that. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm seeing the angle that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, I can see the angle that you're talking about. I, I kind of like in my head picture of like one she was fine with it whatever but like it was like yeah this could be enough for me to like get more information yeah that's kind of the way I interpreted but I do see the angle you're talking about. Did, you, did you also think it was like when they got the ATM uh, pin numbers yeah. do you think that was just not enough money for what they were doing like it's like two hundred a week two hundred a week it's like I mean it is Mexico it is Mexico it is Mexico 
But still, I that's feel not like it's not enough. It's not enough to kidnap for like this conspiracy web for me to be loyal for two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? But I guess like if, if I'm on the low end, if you're like a bouncer at the rave and you're already a scumbag and you got nothing going on, it's like guess that's you're right. Two hundred. Like so. that guy is already a piece of shit. So like for him, it's like. Like a, a normal person like me or you would be like, man, this is not enough for me to sell my soul. Yeah, two hundred dollars. But like for a scumbag, yeah, two hundred, yeah, cool. Mm. What I gotta do? Grab a little bitch. All right, cool. All right, fine. Yeah, he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. No, he's not. Also, I gotta <laughs> give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Mark Anthony is pretty good. Mark Anthony in this movie. Really good. In he's, I didn't think he was gonna. I mean, there's some, there's some scenes that like when he's screaming like, "You left me dead." I did this for us, Lisa! Yeah, that's like, I'm like, ah, okay, dude. Yeah. You're, but most of the time, he's pretty good. Well, in this case, uh, you're talking about Mark Anthony, who plays Samuel Ramos in the film, and uh, Radha Mitchell, who I haven't seen in much else after, Lisa Martin Ramos. Um, Mark Anthony has this religious element, too, right? Like, the film has, like, this... The Virgen de Guadalupe. Exactly. The film has, like, a... Uh, Religious, I guess, undertone throughout it, like, uh, uh, Creasy reads the Bible, he's able to quote it to the sister at the church and stuff like that. Mark Anthony has a shrine, it's the very same shrine where his father... Killed himself. Um, exactly. Um, Killed himself. And there, there's this recurring theme in the film where, like, Denzel has this one bullet that, like, it just, it didn't work. It misfired. It misfired when he was trying to kill himself. Right. And then... And a bullet never lies. A bullet... Never lies. And Denzel says, hey, look, this bullet doesn't work for me. Bullets don't lie. You know, again, this religious aspect. Maybe it'll work for you. Because at this point, Denzel has revealed. We're getting towards the end of the film. Yes. Denzel has revealed that uh, Mickey Ward. We could still talk about this for another three and a half hours. Of course. I don't give a fuck. I could watch this and we could mystery science theater it. I don't care. But. I'm down to do that too. Yeah. Uh, Denzel has now, um, because he's going up the chain, he's learning more and more. As he's killing all these people. So, like, after rape, he finds out that, like, Mickey Rourke is involved. And it's like, okay, so Mickey Rourke was in for 2.5 million. This other guy was in for 2.5 million. What's the other 5 million? Um, turns out the husband, the, like, the Mark Anthony character, set up his own daughter. It was like, well, everyone said it was gonna be fine. She was gonna watch cartoons. We'll make the money and we'll get out of there. But when, uh, when we discover this, he, uh, one, his wife, the Rodham Mitchell character, is like, kill this piece of shit. Like, yeah. stole my daughter. It was Pete Ramos, like, a.k.a. Dakota Fanning. And uh, Denzel gives him, uh, in his shrine, where his own father killed himself, and where a lot of um, Mark Anthony scenes happen, he gives Mark Anthony a gun with one bullet, the bullet that didn't kill... Hollow tip. Yep, himself. And he says, all right, man, didn't work for me. Maybe it's going to work for you. Great scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal scene. Do you think that Denzel was uh, fucking his wife? Hmm. Well, I didn't necessarily think that watching the film, but like based off of what we know from the 87 film, where it's implied that like Scott Glenn, not saying they explicitly say he's fucking his wife, but like they have a relationship. Yeah. And she's fucking a lot of people in the house already. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yes. I think that works. Yes, I do, actually. Um, I think that... Um, Definitely. Mark Anthony's character is uh, absentee. He's not really a nice guy to be around. Creasy has this relationship. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think what kind of a fucking 
they're also terrible. I think that's why she grabs his bottle. Like she's familiar with yeah. where his things are. Yes. So like she's not in that in, room. Right. So like, um, yeah, yeah. No, I think he, uh, I think he smashed. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, there was one aspect that you wanted to bring up about the father of like the religious undertones. Mm -hmm. They do this, and they do the kind of the same thing in Dead Poet Society. Okay. Of like the. And that, it's the whole idea of carpe diem, and each character does carpe diem wrong. Right. Except for, like, basically it's Ethan Hawke's character, but I digress. Sure. In this, it's like the whole thing of religion. Everyone that's specifically religious kind of does it wrong. Yeah. Except the one who's not religious, which is he's the one that does, mm. does the whole Christian thing correctly. He's the one that gets retribution. He will not stop, like... Despite his wounds, like right. he, and then redeems himself by training his own life for that right. of mankind, right, right, right. for like his that, fellow brother. Yeah. Like not a physical, like a love for the future, right. like the kid that's right, the future of mankind. Like my, my, not not like even my wife. Like it's not a romantic thing. It's well, oh, I'm gonna do this so you could live. Well, from the Christian perspective, which Creasy knows more than anyone, that everyone has uh, sinned and fallen short of God. Yes. Like Creasy knows that. His life is stained. Yes. Um, this child who has the ability to perhaps um, overcome that. You know what I mean? Is, we're talking about pure innocence. We're talking about a child. So to himself, um, and one, the fact that the child was able to help him redeem his own life. Yes. He's like, okay, this is more important than me. Um, it... <laughs> so well yeah like, like especially i mean he's swimming in the pool baptizing yeah. himself cleaning himself of the sins but you can see the stains mm -hmm. of the, the blood mm -hmm. so it's he's the guy and even the voice the the voice of the people like the pharisees and right. all this other stuff he's the one standing up again even though no one's with him right he has right. no one to help him he's well, the only person that helps him is the one who's like no he has to do well, this on his own well i guess if you're going that that uh religious I'm just saying you could. I'm no, not no, saying I'm, you should. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying, but like, but like, if you were, right? Like, um, yeah. look at who we're supposed to be. Like, when you look at um, when Jesus was on the cross, it was the sinner uh, yeah, and the, the thief. You know, like yeah. the killer and the murderer and the thief, right? Like, um, crazy certainly is a murderer or whatever. But like, yes. whatever. That's not the point. But like, um, the people that are supposed to be good, the cops. Yes. Terrible. You know what I mean? Terrible. The father. Terrible. You know what I mean? Like, all the people that are supposed to be the good guys, including the lawyer, I guess. Um, the lawyer, Joe. I mean, uh, he's supposed to protect them legally, and he doesn't. Right. So, like, everyone that's, again, and uh, that's what happens to Christ himself in the Old Testament. is like he comes in on Good Friday. Uh, everyone's willing to, to big, big him up. But by Sunday, they're willing, ready to kill him, right? Like, um... Oh, that's the opposite. Yeah. They kill him on Good Friday. Yeah, they kill him, okay, they kill him on Good Friday. They, and he then when he cut resurrect, they like, when, when he first, whatever Palm he Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Palm Sunday, thank you. So when he comes in on Palm Sunday, everybody's fucking uh, a big fan, you mm -hmm. know, like the priest and everything like that. And the minute it's uh, beneficial to everyone else, they're like, eh, yeah, guy, you know? And, yeah, like, Creasy is the only person, even over her own father, who's willing to sacrifice himself for her. And yeah, but he does that because of him. Because he's like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> like it's not. But Creasy kills him. He sacrifices no, himself no, no, for I'm, her. Sorry, but I'm saying. He, I'm, I'm sorry. Like maybe I, I'm not saying it right. But like exactly. The father, because of his own guilt. Right. The father's own guilt. But I mean, like Creasy is the only person. Yes. 
looking out for her. Right. Besides, I guess. For innocence, for mankind, for right. the redemption. Right. For right. The... In the least likely of us all is the one who actually has the ability to redeem us all. Yes. No. Yeah. No, it's you want to do it. Look, it, it's... It's somewhat like it's not annoying. Like it's somewhat like heavy-handed in the sense of like the religious illusions are clearly there throughout the film. Uh, it, I don't think Tony Scott is hiding the fact that like he's doing a Masonic like uh, Christ-like figure throughout no, the film. So. But it's not so fucking heavy-handed that it's like, oh my god. Yes. Whereas like I think eighty-seven is subject to like be really heavy-handed with his themes. But it's so clunky with it. It's so clunky, and I don't think it's going for like, a no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, 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 I think it's more going for Of Mice of Men. But even in Of Mice of Men, spoiler for Of Mice of Men, Letty gets killed at the end. He does not. Right. Right. So yeah. what the fuck are you talking about, movie? Well, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. This like, is like a freshman literature, uh, intro to literature, literature analysis. Right. And it's, like that you're putting these together. Well, basically, he's like, which is probably shut why, up, stupid. Which is probably why they quote something that happens in the first fifteen pages of the book. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because like maybe you guys didn't get to. Like, did you not read the whole thing? It's not about mice. Yeah. Well, that for sure is, is an element of it. Is that like the the angle that I think they're trying to take? It it, it doesn't land. It doesn't no, make sense. Like it, it's. It's quite stupid, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it's silly. Like, like, of Mice and Men, there, there is, which I think, again, if you had Denzel, maybe it would work. Like, there is a sacrifice that happens in Of Mice and Men. Again, spoilers for that book, uh, if you don't want to hear this. But, like, George, who's the protector, in some ways not, but, like, he is ultimately Lenny's protector, who realizes that Lenny's going to go through something horrible. And he, he doesn't allow it to happen at the expense of his own, not soul, but like, George has to do something he really doesn't want to do. No, he doesn't want to do it, but also he knows that Lenny's a burden. He knows that Lenny's he, a burden, but, but also he knows that ultimately, even though Lenny does bad things, Lenny, I did a bad thing, yeah. um, he doesn't mean it. And like that's uh, throughout the film, like, or excuse me, throughout the book, like, Anyone that meets Lenny sort of acknowledges that like he's actually a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, he's a sweet, sweet man. And to the point where he is sort of like the dog early in the book that yes. like you know the old dog. Exactly. Um, so George has to make a choice, and it's it's a tough choice for him because he's been with Lenny so long in their connection. But he ultimately decides, okay, I'm gonna give Lenny the uh, the nicest out in this situation as possible. And it's just like a really, um, I'm trying to think of the wording for this, but like it's a somber yeah. ending, you know, it's, it's like really, happy. it's not happy at all. And like this movie decides to give us a happy ending, yeah. but like 2004, it's not really a happy ending. Gives us it like, kind of is, but it's not, but it's not like, um, because I think that like ultimately when you go on these types of revenge storyline plots, you're like, oh man, I just hope this guy like does it all. And like the fact that like we're willing to let, um, I guess we're at the ending now, yeah. right? We're willing to let Denzel die. Good. Because I think if they, if they like copped out and made him yeah, live, I think, I, he I think the movie kind of fucked do, do you know, did you know the original ending to this? Mm. 
Well, the original ending is he goes and he meets the voice. Okay. And he's sitting there talking to him, and it becomes apparent in the him talking to him that he has the bomb up his own ass. Oh, Denzel? Denzel. Oh, wow. And he kills everyone in the room. The brother, the voice, everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like the other way better. Uh, yeah, like, because there, there was a point um, when he was in the car, like, then in the film, I was like, yeah, maybe he could blow himself up. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that, um... I, but I kind of like the fact that he dies almost like they don't get to kill him. Like, he just I like dies. Like, I he's like, like, <laughs> like oh, she's free, I don't care. Don't yeah. Worry. I'm good. Because I haven't seen it in a while, so I was like, I was like, oh, man, like, that ultimate sacrifice was like, I guess he's willing to let the cartel... You know, do what they will with him. I kind of wish I saw the bomb in the ass move. I'm not going to lie to no, you. No, the bomb in the ass move. I was going to like it. Yep. He was like, guess what? See what this is? <laughs> I, I'm okay with that ending too, but like, I think because they, at this point, lean so far into this religious uh, sort of element, the fact that he just gives up the ghost. Yeah. It's nice. It's finding it's peace. Nice. Yeah. It's finding peace. With, like, what the, uh, with the. The necklace with the saint on yeah. like, it was nice, you know. Um, and and yeah, it's I think I think either ending would have worked, but like the fact that like he no, wins, but he doesn't. Yes, he doesn't win. He doesn't win. He, yeah. I mean, he he wins to the point of like this guy is better than you, but yeah, he he knows it. It's almost impossible to win. Oh yeah, so, but, like, but he does a damn. He yeah. he brings it down totally, totally. Which is like again the same credibility we could have given a. Um, Glenn in 87 was like, okay, like, you, this is a tall order. Yeah. You're not going to quite get it across the finish line, but like, you know, good enough. Good enough. But letting him live at the end with his body bag and the fake thing, and the, the press comes in and takes photos, and he's dead, and like... I did like that prison, though, that they were, like, the prison hospital or whatever they were in. Mm-hmm. Army hospital. Just some of the places that they shot in 87 were like, oh, this is cool. I want to go to Italy. Yeah, no. It was definitely a good look. Yeah, Italy. I like it. It was good. The wedding? Like, I thought that was Oh, that was well, so good. Really well shot. It was good. Right you your wedding. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. A little outdoor. A little outdoor. outdoor it was great. And I mean, where I feel the 87 film works the most is like kind of around Scott Glenn. Like, Joe Pesci, Danny Aiello, like, yeah. kind of like begging for a second. Danny Aiello, though. You know, no, it doesn't make sense that it's him, children. but he, he's one of the more interesting I guess. characters. In a film that doesn't have a lot of interesting characters. It's not. It's, except Sosa, of course. Sosa. <laughs> Nicky was a rat because Sosa says he was a rat? I, I like you, Tony. There's no lying in you. Even, like, the end of 87, it's hard to follow. It is. It's, it's a like, little bit. The end is like, huh? I, I had to watch it a couple times because I, I also kept falling asleep during it. Yeah, that's right. I was like, okay. That's right. I kept like going. Oh, by the way, it's on Hulu. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I watched it on uh, I watched it on Plex. Plex. Uh, Plex free TV. Then Man on Fire. Oh, it's just so fucking good, though. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like how they bring it all down, though. I think that the bomb in the ass, though, as much as I'd like to see it, I think that would have been going back to the same well too much. Like, yeah. It's kind of like... I, I don't know if you've ever seen The Deer Hunter. Yeah, like, yeah. as intense as that movie is with the Russian roulette, they just keep playing Russian roulette. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it's very no, intense so every time. So great. But it's it's like, okay, we're still going back to the Russian roulette. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, because, like, when I was watching, re watching the ending, um, 
again, it's been so long since I've watched it. I was like, I mean, he's going to blow, blow himself up in the asshole. Like, the fact that it was, like, I was thinking that could be the ending. I'm sort of glad that they didn't make it the ending. Yeah. Because it, it just, uh, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. I remember the first time I saw it with, uh, I was, I, I thought I was too high. And I was like, doesn't the girl live at the end? And I was yeah. like, does she? I couldn't remember. And then I saw, well, then I, I've seen it. Several times, sure, since, but sure. and then I was like, "Oh no, no, she does live." Yeah, like and I thought I was kind of making it up, you know, like yeah. you know, you do when you're stoned. And then, I guess the only—it's not a terrible complaint, really. I think because that Denzel sort of scene at the end is so strong, the bridge sacrificing himself, the girl reacting to the sacrifice, because that scene's so strong, like the way they kind of like actually wrap it up. When um, that cop who we all thought was kind of dirty. He's not at all. He's not. Didn't know. Who knew? Uh, when mm -hmm. he takes out the voice in um, a raid later, like, he goes to arrest the voice and kills him. But, like, it's not like he just, like, happened to kill him. He's like, oh, fuck you. And just, like, yeah. murders him. It's like, um, it, it's fine. Like, that. do we need that scene? Not really. Not really, though. No. You know, it gives us, I guess it gives, it gives you closure. Yeah, closure is fine. Like, I, I feel like sometimes uh, movies want to give me closure when I don't need it. Um, I don't think I needed it here, but it also wasn't like egregious, and I felt like uh, that cheapens the film. I was like, no, I'm, I'm cool. I with don't it. think it cheapens the film. No, I think no, it makes no. it because he didn't. He already got him. Yeah, exactly. he already killed him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's just like extra. It's like for the people that need that, it's there. But for me, like I already got what I needed from the film. At the exchange. I would. I was glad. No, I. I was glad to see it because at the same time he's so cool in this movie yeah, he's that so you cool. don't want anyone to get the better of him. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole thing. That's fair. The only person I want to get better of him, Jack Daniels. That's it. He's True. the only person I want. True. And he even beat Jack Daniels, which is yeah. It was a close fight. It was a close fight. <laughs> and he lets that bird go. Yeah. The bird that was great. But even the bird, like as goofy as the bird scene is, when uh he's talking to Peter across from the windows. It's like, yeah, I let him go. And, like, that was another element for them to, like, relate. I'm just glad that in 2004, Denzel and Dakota Fanning's relationship was just able to be, like, a guardian... Mentor, men men uh, pro... Exactly. And like, and, like, when the girl got elevated, it was with the swimming and with, like, the fact that she's taking notes. Yes. Right? Other than that, she's just an innocent little girl. Yeah, she's not. There's not a sexual undertone to nope, any of it. Nope. So never implied. It's like, it doesn't feel like. Might it. as well be his daughter. It, like in in a ways it is. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways it is. Which also why he's a baby mom as well. Yeah. <laughs> when, but also when he's like having the the questions like, oh, what's my love life? What's uh, like it's ancient. It's his, well, you're this is crazy history. No, that's ancient history. It's going on like the whole thing. That I think they was all, they also improvised too. Yeah. But he's also saying about how he um. Then she's like, it's like, oh, I saw you smile. He's like, yeah. I don't smile. No, I don't smile. smile. I don't smile. I'm like, okay, so, in the next 15 seconds, who will smile who first? Who's going to smile first? And that, he's playing that. And, like, and he's like, let's smirk. That's a smirk. That's, that's a smirk. That's a smirk. Like, and he's going, that's so good. Mm -hmm. It's so mm -hmm. good. Because it's like the way you talk to a fucking of kid. Of course. Yeah, so of course. Good. And, like, like, you know, a kid you don't want to fuck. And you got, yeah, of course, don't fuck the kid. Um, And he's, he's like, this jaded character getting broken down. Because, like, at a certain point, even, like, us. Like we're like dudes that like walked the planet, done all kinds of crazy shit. Like, but like if a kid like that came up to me and like was being all cute and shit, yeah. I 
What, what am I gonna be mad the whole time? Like, yeah, we're gonna learn. We're gonna fucking yeah. be good swimmers, kid. Like you're gonna learn. It's, it's great. Yeah, that too. It was like, you know, maybe another character would be like, eh, you know, you don't always win. He's like, nah, fuck no, that. fuck that. You win. <laughs> it is not okay to lose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not okay. Also, I love that it's. The, the way they do it, it's like, it's not, he doesn't know shit about swimming. Right. Like, he doesn't right. know shit about it. And the only thing he knows, to get off the, don't be afraid of the gun. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I can teach you that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, I can, I don't know shit about the Taekwondo, but if you fucking, I know, all I know is this. And if I teach you how to do that yeah. better than anyone else, it's fine. Uh, yeah. And it's. It's like and the same thing with the running. It's like, what the fuck you know about running, man? The running shit was like, it's like, yeah. Also, it's like, uh, this is clearly like, this is like recess. Yeah. This is not like, this yeah. is a fucking meet. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. is like, this is extracurricular. I, like, I if you win, you fucking move up. Yeah. Even like, in the running scene, like, the way it breaks down the first scene, it's like, why is everyone on the fucking ground? Like, yeah. what happened? Exactly. Like, oh, there's so many fucking, uh, like, soccer falls. In yeah. Fucking yeah. Some NBA LeBron flops on it, there. It is the uh, this running sequence is so much it's of so the original film. Come it's, on, it's disturbing. It's like, what are we doing? How much time do we need to watch this chick train? Like, I felt like when Denzel, every time he was teaching her, um, none of that time felt wasted. It no, felt like not at all. I could, I could watch a whole movie of that. It felt very useful. A whole movie to the storyline. Yes, I thought I didn't like, think it was overplayed. The blocks, yeah, like, with the blocks and then oh, there's no fear in the gun. Yeah, yeah, and, and like tied back into his own shit. Like yo, the gun, you're not a slave to the gun. Yeah. Like you it's know. so brilliant. It's so layered. It works so well. And just like the old dude, like, what the fuck you know about swimming? Nothing. It doesn't. Nothing. It doesn't matter. I know. You got to jump off that. Yeah. You got to do it fast. So good. Ha. That's it. Oh, it's so uh, good. Well, well. <clears throat> so um, this is bad. Man on fire. Then um, should should the remake? Yes. Exist? Okay. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Now, the the original should not. I yeah. mean, the original fuck that. Like it's so stupid. The remake. Absolutely. This is hands down. There's not one aspect other than Joe Pesci's hair that is better than yeah, the original. Yeah. Not Joe Pesci's hair was great. Um, yeah. But even that. That's at the expense of Walken. No, Walken's yeah. better. Walken is better. Walken's better. I appreciate what Pesci did and actually was like very he's okay. Pleased with like you know, what he was able to do in the film. Very moonwalkerish in this. That's true, that's true. But like, um I felt like this remake was Tony Scott being like, Yes. Yes. Listen boys, let me, let me, I'm uh, the man on fire. Let me, now. Let me, you know, I originally had I had something like this in my head. Yeah. Before you hired that fucking. Yeah, guy. that was a good idea. Yeah. You had fucking seventeen years. I ago. guess I was too young. I didn't. I you know, quite young. Have you seen Top Gun? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I mean like. Hot for an October? No. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, um, I don't know. It's so know. good though. That just the way it's shot. It's so good. It's Everything about it, from the direction, the writing, the, the, the. Believability of all the characters. The balls to cast Denzel Washington. Yes. And then and this the is dividends that get paid off for it. Like, there, I don't question... One second. Any decision Not that's one. made in the movie. Not one. The only thing I could say... Um, mm -mm. And I say this about everything, so it, it's like not even a, a real statement at this point. 
I always think things could be shorter, but like that's only no, not even on this. Nah, no, nah, I mean like every element of him getting more information towards the back end actually pays off every single time. Everything that they do pays off, and it's fucking worth it. Oh, it's so good. It's a great movie. It's a great, great film. It's if you haven't movie. seen it, go see it, and just yeah. see the Denzel one. Yeah. Don't bother with the. Nah, nah. Don't like, bother with the Scott. Don't, don't worry with a uh, kind of tough John Lennon. He's uh, he's. I'm from Liverpool. Yeah, I don't know. The original Man on Fire. Uh, yeah, you know, it left a lot on the table. Um, and I feel like the relationship with the girl just makes it feel weird. And you could just be watching a better movie. It's so creepy. You, so you, much could, better. you could be watching a better movie at any point that you're watching the original Man on Fire. It's like when you're, you could watch. Taxi Driver's got a better revenge plot. Yeah. Man on Fire 2004 just, just does everything so much better than that. Europe, it's better on uh, Taken. Mm -hmm. Shit, Europe's better on Road Trip. Um, <laughs> Although, I mean, Italy did look awesome. It did, it did. There's some, there's some decent shots. Um, but a lot of shots that get, like, reused over and over again in terms of, like, they constantly do the, like, mm, the car's going by and you don't see what happens. And, uh, and again, it's better done better in... Yeah, and they do it in 2004 in, to a much better effect. So, yeah, yeah. Um, original film, not so good. The remake just lets you know that the director of the remake should have been the director of the original. Mm -hmm. And this is the one time I think we've gotten to say this. Yes. It's very With the exception of maybe L.A. Takedown and Heat. Right, which right. Is, which is the same. No, that was just... Yeah, I think, but that was a budget problem. I know, it was a budget, but mm -hmm. still. It's... It definitely should, the remake should exist. The remake, okay. the remake should exist. So, speaking of remakes, uh, next week, okay. or next time. So, um, you're on a heater, by the way. You, you've come up with some really good films. Uh, you were uh, in charge of the, uh, the Scrooge Christmas uh, Carol, um, Muppets Christmas Carol film, which was amazing for amazing. Christmas. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It was your idea to watch this particular film. Great choice. I love it. I'm actually stealing one that you already recommended, but... Um, That's fine. I was taking a shit today, guys, <laughs> and uh, I was reading an article because Pamela Anderson is back in the zeitgeist again because she's got um, like a Netflix series that's like a documentary. She's doing a memoir, and I was reading an article about a film called Barbed Wire. Um, Barbed Wire is available on Netflix until the end of the month, so uh, good luck. <laughs> Watch it quickly because we're going to be talking about it. Uh, our next film which is actually your original yes. recommendation from the first episode Dan was on. He said, you know, we should watch Casablanca and Barbed Wire. I thought he was talking about uh, softcore porn. And I was like, Dan, that's, Kinda. that's not what we do here. But that is what we do here. And we're going to watch Casablanca and Barbed Wire on the next episode of Retro vs. Remake. Um, weirdly, they're connected. They are. It's a remake. It, it, it counts. I, I it counts. read the bylaws. And uh, yeah, it counts. It counts. It sure does. Holy shit! It's a bylaw. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. It's gonna be nice. I, I'm gonna watch this uh, barbed wire this time with the sound on hey. and not being 13 years old or 12 years old. I was when I watched it. Yeah. So. Yes. Hell yeah. Well, that was uh. That was this week's episode. That was a uh, man on fire. Hey. Oh fuck it! I could talk about this for another two and a half hours. Please. Uh, any comments that you guys want to throw in? And on this, please let us know. If you thought that for some reason the original film was better, please, look, I'll hear an argument. Or if you want to throw in why a Mice of Men is important to their fucking... Yes, if you could explain Go ahead, why I don't... Steinbeck and, uh... Well, Steinbeck's great, but it's... 
why I, I don't buy some bet is great. Just how this that square peg fits in this round hole. I don't know. Maybe you, you explain it. Yeah. I haven't smoked enough yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this is Retroverse Remake. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, probably Instagram, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Really appreciate you guys yes, watching because uh, we really do. Every time I look at the view count, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Astonished. This is uh, Reggie Parker. Um, go ahead. At RP Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Dan Farley at uh, DanFarley18 on Instagram and JerseyDan18 on Twitter. Next episode, uh, Barbed Wire and Casablanca. We'll see you there. Yes. Here's looking at you, kid. Of all the gin joints. <laughs> all right. Beautiful. Hey, that was fucking great. That was great. Oh, dude, I love that.